and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 140. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. And today we have not one, but two guests. We have, uh, who was with us two weeks ago, Andreas. How's it going, guys? He was with us for the Book of Boba Fett in episode 138, and making her debut here, who is actually on Up To It, Down To It for our convention episode, is Momo, or Moira. Yo, what up, what up? And we are here today to talk about Demon Slayer's Entertainment District arc from the anime as well as the uh, manga for a bit too. Uh, No news this week, so we're just going to go right into the anime. But before we do, how is everyone doing? Doing pretty good. Trying to have just a relaxing weekend. It's going uh, pretty good so far. We saw uh, Princess Mononoke again. That was really fun. Very yeah. nice. I think so, that was my first Miyazaki movie in a theater. I'm pretty sure. Really? Oh, really? Wait, did we? Yeah. Did you never go to like Monday at, on uh, at the Balboa Theater or anything? Nope. Because they do that all the time. No, I was just you and your brother, man. I never got. I never went to those. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys are here, of course. Like I said, Demon Slayer talk and. Uh, kind of like if you listen to our Book of Boba Fett episode and a little bit from our Uncharted talk last week, um, it's more timelined in terms of topics that we're going to go through, not just like, hey, how was the show? It was dope. All right, bye. Uh, <laughs> just so we have more structure. And kind of going through it from piece uh, piece by piece, I had it starting off with uh, the very first episode that you notice, you know, transitions out of the Mugen Train movie or the seven episode Mugen Train arc and how everyone feels about pretty much just that episode as it was like a little bit longer, 45 minutes. But uh, I think I got tricked when they first put it out because everyone was talking about how there's an hour long <laughs> first episode. And I'm like, oh, no way. And I forgot that they probably also meant commercials or something. So yeah. it's only like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of confused, and I thought I downloaded the or like I got the wrong thing on Crunchyroll, and I'm just like, "There's something wrong." It's, it, there's like 15 minutes cut off. I guess there's some error or something. And then, whoops, yeah, it ended much faster. Psych. Than <laughs> but uh, how did everyone feel about that episode? It's pretty. It was pretty good. Um, I like that after the insanity that is the ending of Mugen Train, from both an emotional level. And an animation level, they like really build. They 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 kind of set you up for the fact that this season is going to be about building to a mm-hmm. crescendo, and that's the main thing that I really got out of it. Um, it, it was it was you know seeing more of Muzan is always a treat. He's terrible and amazing, and uh, that shot. The only thing I want to talk about from that episode, I could erase it all. <laughs> that shot of Tanjiro going up the steps in the rain to the temple mm. oh it was just it was just bliss i was like this like kurosawa-esque like samurai motif just finally shown in this beautiful painterly glory that i can I, i'm gonna make a poster of that on my wall you know better than this one um but yeah pretty much uh the when they're like done working out and they're like all right we have to go on our solo missions mm-hmm. for a bit yeah no it was that was a good time i, uh, I think it was needed i think that that 
breadth because with Rengoku, that was kind of the first major death, at least, that we cared about. Mm. And it's definitely like a trap, right? Whether it's the Mugen Train uh, movie versus the actual episodic arc. You know, you feel for this person, and especially since the brother-sibling relationship of the mentor of Rengoku with Tanjiro and everyone else. So I think having that episode, that that transitional episode that creates breathing room for us viewers of like, oh shit, yeah, this happened. This is the one first major character that we really had attachment to dies and again um andreas as you mentioned it really kind of builds up more character development and just as audiences realize okay it's going to get deeper from here essentially yeah one thing i like about the series as a whole is just the the ability to show like the progression of characters from like where they started and where they're where they are currently and where they need to go so like the entire first season you're watching Tanjiro get slowly better and uh, defeat slowly, like, you know, more strong demons and stuff like that. And then you get to Mugen Train, the, like, the movie, and he's, like, kind of able to, like, uh, go toe-to-toe with one of the lower-level demons, or lower-numbered demons, and, like, with the help of, of a couple of other of his friends. And then, like, an upper-level demon shows up, and he just, like, wrecks them. And even wrecks one of the Hashira. And, like, I mean, Rengoku did an amazing job, but he still, you know, succumbed at the end of the battle. And it was tragic and and sad. But, like, so that's why I like that this season started off with, like, okay, we have to acknowledge that, like, we, as as far as we've come, there's so much uh, farther to go. We need to train our asses off. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. It's a wake-up call, 100% yeah. for them. Yeah. And you notice, like, it kind of breaks up, I want to say, into, like, three portions. There's kind of, like, the Mugen Train aftermath. It's more of, like, hey, Rengoku is state and everything else. There's the middle tier of, like, hey, here's training. And then here's, like, what's coming up next besides, I guess, also including, you know, Child Muzan, which was mm-hmm. interesting because yeah. you're thinking, like, oh, you know, Muzan's Michael Jackson. He's doing whatever the hell (laughs) with his family that he's playing pretend with. I don't really know what the hell's going on with that. And then all of a sudden, I think it was the end of the, you know, first season. He's like, I'm, I'm a woman now and you're in my insane castle that has much different animation than the rest of the show. And now you're like, I'm a child and I'm a prodigy, but I can't go out during the daytime. And uh, I just kind of read books a lot. And I'm like, oh, this dude just kind of gets around, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I know obviously you guys are probably like, oh, if only you knew. But uh, <laughs> I'm just like, at least from what we've seen so far, like, I'm, I'm assuming he's just been around so long. He's like, oh, I just, you know, want to experience stuff because I'm more curious or just kind of playing around because I got nothing better to do anyway. So I'll just see how these different human lives can be, whether it's being a father, husband, being a castle woman or being uh, a child with a family or something With a like rich that. family. That's, yeah, the, right. that's, the important, that's the important yeah. part is that all of his side hustles, he's in a place of power within the human world. So that's a good point. I that's a nice that. thing that they keep they keep emphasizing is like he he's got to he can't just be all out because there's no there's no room for that. His minions are the ones who do all those things. So it's kind of a nice little touch there. Yeah, I, sure. I do think it's interesting, and I wish uh, there was more, I guess, backstory of, like, those kind of connections. Because, yeah, if you think about it, just him with these different family dynamics he's creating, 
And I think it's really unique of, you know, he's the person that's like the most apathetic of like the whole situation because mm-hmm. he's the OG, right? He doesn't care about right. any of these people. They're all pawns to him. So yeah, I do definitely think it's very interesting of kind of psychoanalyzing at each position he's put in or he puts himself in, but it's still, again, it's, it's still like a chessboard and the day. So I, I do think that's very interesting. Definitely. Uh, the Rengoku portion probably, you know, I'm in the theater I watch everything that happens. It's dark, so no one could see the waterworks. <laughs> the tears. And then I'm like, oh, well, cool. We're waiting for Entertainment District. I'll watch Mugen Train again as an arc. It's not going to happen again, right? Oh, shit. My emotions are still exactly the same. And then I'm like, okay, I think we're finally done. And then we see his dad and brother. And I'm like, fuck. Here we go again. Because <laughs> they did such a good job of introducing Sanjiro. And kind of having him interact with uh, Tanjiro. But with his father, you get like that whole, I guess, understanding of like, you know, he's a dad, but you don't really get why he's so pissed. You're just thinking, oh, his mom's dead. So that's why like the father is like this. But from what I've heard in terms of like, uh, I feel like Rengoku said something like, oh, there was some fight he was in or something. And it kind of changed him. And we saw a flashback for a second where it shows uh, his father in like the flame Hashira outfit. And he's like over someone's bed. And I guess it's like someone's corpse. But I'm assuming that was one of the main reasons why like, you know, he's pissed off and everything else. And I'm very curious, like what more we're going to learn. Because I could tell like, you know, each arc kind of feels like, hey, this episode, this month's Hashira is this theme. And you're like, okay, cool. I hope they don't die. Uh, But (laughs) I don't think we're going to, you know, we're getting their backstories, but I feel like Rengoku might be, I could be wrong. It, it feels like he's the only one where you're going to get more of his family into it than the rest of them, where maybe it's just them as the sole focus or like, you know, Tengen as his wives and stuff. But otherwise, like, they're more like solo jobs and stuff. And uh, of course, you know, the scene where he's got the sake and he's about to drink again, then he breaks down and you're just like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no, that was that was fantastic. And but. as a as a small note, Senjiro and Tanjiro meeting is important because Tanjiro lost his younger siblings as well. Mm-hmm. So he That's feels he feels that yeah. connection of like he just lost Rengoku. I know how that feels. He immediately kind of wants to just like comfort him in that way. He's always looking to do that, but it's like extra strong because of their last um encounter. So I, I, I hope that gets developed further. In, in the show in a nice way, so we'll see. Definitely. No, definitely. And, of course, you know, the sun breathing is a very mm-hmm. interesting aspect there yeah. that we, we kind of get a little bit, and it's like, oh, no, the Patriots are torn out. How could this have <laughs> happened? And you're like, dun, I mean, dun, dun. it's obvious who did it, but... <laughs> well, well, uh, yeah. I mean, what I, I, I was going to say, like, what I appreciate, yeah. too... Sorry, Cameron, just cutting you off. No, go for like, it. Go because of the page ripping and stuff, I think it's interesting, too, the father getting his own character arc. So what I appreciate about Demon Slayer is, like, yeah, you have the backstory of the characters, like Rengoku, but then with Demon Slayer, what they do is they take the extra step of, like, no, we're new, like, an additional backstory of, like, the father or the, the brother. So I do appreciate with, like, the page being torn and everything like that, further down the line, you have the father actually doing a character arc within himself, which is really cool. So sorry to cut you off, but I thought that was just yeah. interesting dynamic. And when you say that, like, you also mean, like, um, when he writes Tanjiro, or mm-hmm. I'm assuming... Okay, yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. that was... It was in the middle of his fight with Daki that he does that, right? That he writes to yes. uh, Tanjiro? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, that was really cool. And I, I do like 
Anytime you meet a character, you're like, all right, it's going to be this episode or within like the next four, we're going to get some backstory of whoever. And you're just kind of like, mm-hmm. it's not if, it's just when it's going to happen. You just don't know. And like, you know, for like the upper six and everything else, you're like, it's going to happen eventually. Oh, it's going to be at the very end. Okay. Okay. That's where it's going to be. But uh, yeah. And then of course, you know, they train, they get super buff, which I thought was actually hilarious seeing specifically zenitsu still nervous as hell with abs and i'm like this doesn't match at all but okay i was laughing Uh, how much like half the season he's just like unconscious still speaking entire (laughs) sentences 100 percent. oh yeah love it love it it's crazy and then uh of course you know transitioning into the next one but tengen uzui you know, he appears and then he's just like, you know, I'm just taking these ladies. See you guys later. <laughs> and then they're like, no, we'll go instead. And he's like, cool. All right. Let me do a little bit of slap ass and then we're going to get out of here. OK. <laughs> and you're just like, the Had fuck? To bring that, up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you're... laughs> that, was, that was very interesting. Um, but, you know, it's fun seeing him with the personality, considering like every Hashiri you meet in the meeting that they do, their little like bi- bi-monthly meeting or whatever the hell. Uh <laughs> they're not too like you get a taste of how they mm-hmm. are but more so i guess like what their theme is like right. you know tengen's like oh everything's flashy 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 and you're like okay or flamboyant i can't remember which one he said more but uh you know in this first episode we see him he's more vibrant where you know he's shouting at everybody him and Inosuke have one of the weirder conversations uh, of being gods and mountain kings and shit and you're yeah. like what the fuck is going on but um how do you feel about tengen i guess as a character in terms of like how original he is because i don't feel like i've seen someone like him in another anime but then again i don't think i've watched as much as you guys so dude i love this character i love his whole thing is just like we need to do this but in the most flashy way possible mm-hmm. always and i don't know just like even his like it's kind of flashy Naruto style like headband thing <laughs> that's like just covered in diamonds it looks like like and I don't know like also the idea that in one of the episodes we got uh I, oh, I keep forgetting the name of the the brother demon Gutaro uh he like was saying like oh you you're so skilled you must have like such an e- easy life in Tengen's like yo no I had to work hard to get this yeah. good like there are people that are just like inherently good I had to work my ass off and, you know, you get a little bit of his history as, you know, one of the last of his family alive because just apparently being a ninja is just inherently deadly, mm-hmm. I guess. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then just when you get to see him actually fight and how he uses his, like, interesting, weird, like, connected dual blades, like, it is so flashy. Yeah. And, like, I was losing my mind when he was fighting, <laughs> like, like Yutaro or whatever his name is. And it's just like the way the camera was spinning around them and stuff just like exploding all around the, uh, their place. And I was also curious from the start, like what even is sound breathing? Right. And you get to see it. He uses a lot of explosions and stuff. And that's mm-hmm. that's super cool. So just the entire time, I, I just thought this guy, just the fact that he's over the top all the time is just so fun to watch. I thought. No, definitely. And it will, it, to your point too, because you're comparing it to other shows like Naruto, it's a very interesting take. <laughs> like, well, it's a very interesting take of like life of 
regarding the life of a shinobi, right, of a ninja, where I know for Naruto and, like, other ninja-themed, you know, shows, I usually it's, like, darker, right, because you're you're, you're on, uh, on the front lines daily. Right. And so I think it's an interesting take for him, is that, to your point, because he's the last of his line, he's going to want to live his life to the fullest uh, because his other siblings, other family can't do that. So he's doing right. it for them. So, yeah, I thought it was an interesting right. take. I like this character... Because, you know, Mugen Train, as we talked about, was extremely painful. It was it was rough. You know, the waterworks were happening for everyone. And he's the perfect kind of punctuation to start off this next arc because he has such a nice, like, boisterous energy. So it's like this happy-go-lucky mentor character. This is a, is a trope, but it isn't always played in this specific way. So it was nice to see... I think Demon Slayer as a whole taking tropes and kind of twisting them or augmenting them in really nice ways. Um, so, you know, I've always felt that horror is at the heart of Demon Slayer as an entire story. So having this character who always offsets that horror with his own just like always, you know, uh, crazy presentation and, and like uh, positive attitude, even if it's like a weird one is really nice and needed and it doesn't feel misplaced either. It feels like it belongs. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and for him, you know, the, the main thing I felt besides that was that he was an incredible Hashira to do right after Rengoku because Rengoku literally never shows fear at all in his entire time on screen. He's just this pillar that stands tall, inspires everyone around him because that's who he is where Tengen shows fear constantly. And that's actually in, intrinsic to him as a person, and it's kept him alive. Like the whole shinobi, you can feel the Naruto connection here, like you mentioned. Uh, and, you know, in those stories, the characters are usually very, like, confident. And to see him being confident as kind of like a way to cover up the fact that he's always afraid and always surviving was just like a, a beautiful thing overall yeah definitely and just making sure the shinobi stuff like was that a classic thing with the headbands like that wasn't just like a naruto thing is that like a ninja thing in general it, it's more sure. of like a pop culture thing the headband alone kept the the thing like the the cowl from moving and then eventually it just kind of became this motif to put armor on it and then it kind of spun off from there Okay, cool. Just making sure. I was, yeah, I was like, this didn't actually come from Naruto, right? This is like a thing. <laughs> that was, like, it's kind of a reference, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely. He, to me, was a very interesting character just because, yeah, like you said with Rengoku, he was not one note, but he was so upbeat and continuously optimistic, even within death, where Tengen easily got annoyed and was yeah. not happy with anything of <laughs> just like yo why do you guys always have to suck <laughs> uh everyone's weak if you're not a hashira like everyone like you're given the demon slayer's bad name and whatnot um and then of course you definitely feel a difference because he has more to lose than rengoku does like mm -hmm. rengoku is like i'm gonna keep everyone alive but he doesn't he's not attached to them but he it's just his creed that he lives by right. and tengen's like oh i sent three of my wives into this demon's den and I haven't heard from them and I'm pretty much worried sick. I'm not going to tell you guys I am but pretty much like I'm acting even says like at a certain point, 
I acted recklessly. I sent these guys in for their own deaths just so I could get them back. And I don't know what's going to happen here. I should just go solo. Uh, then obviously that doesn't happen, but um, you kind of definitely get a lot more just, yeah, worrying on easy features from him that are very interesting, just placing him out there a lot more, which was really cool. Um, and then, of course, his wives are very interesting as well um in terms of personality especially what was uh i can't remember if suma was the crying one or the mm -hmm. one with like the the yellow like the red the the hair in the front um i forget what was the crying one's name it was um i think i had it looked up it's like uh, Machio. yeah Machio. that's it yeah um, and she's just like i'm not even supposed to be alive i should be dead by now and i'm like what is happening? It felt like there was like a Zenitsu wife the whole time. I love that like funny. as Tengen is trying to give his like last words, she's just like oh crying through so them good. the entire time. He's just like, so good. He's like, so I guess I won't get to do my last words. Oh, well. My tongue's becoming numb. <laughs> that was... Yeah, constant playing with tropes. Like, love it. He, he says it himself and you don't mind it. And it, it's because the character said it up that way. I, you know, you couldn't have done that with Rengoku, you, but you can yeah. do it with this guy, and it's just mm -hmm. a nice like change of pace. But I think it definitely showcases the humanity too, right? So, because mm -hmm. to your point, Rengoku is like, I am this pillar, I am this figure, I am the head of my family, da da da. For you know, I'm doing it on behalf of my father, my brother, what have you. But yeah, with, with Tengen, it's like completely different. Where you know, you sh you show more humanity, you show more vulnerability, especially when he thought one of his wives wouldn't get was gonna get got right but then Zenitsu and um Tichu like help save the day and he's like thank you for that like you know because mm -hmm. for a second he's like shit I should have just listened to them and should have retired early and like goddamn you know so I really appreciate just the vulnerability and the humanity I feel like we kind of show that a bit more with the other pillars you know throughout the the series once it develops more uh, which I'm excited to see how it's going to be shown in an animation way compared to the manga but yeah I really appreciate that it's like the the, the foil it, it's a duality right and I just really appreciate the humanity of that and again those little tropes that you mentioned too like it also helps just just break a smile just like so it's not completely mm -hmm. tension 24 7 I think by doing that we relate and connect to the characters even on a deeper yeah. level. Because what if you were fucking bleeding out, right? And it's like, right. I can't even say some cool shit before I die. God damn, right? So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one one shot that really stuck with me was when they finally did cut off both of the siblings' heads. And it's like, Tengen's trying to warn Tanjiro that like, mm -hmm. shit, like something's about to happen. Like, you need to get out of the way. And like, Tanjiro's just trying to get his next breath. And like the look of like terror on Tengen's face of like, I don't know if I can save you this time. It's real it's like, fear. Yeah, it's yeah. Real. yeah. Definitely. And also like um, looking at the flashbacks they have of him and his wives, like you get, oh, this is how my family was. And my brother was kind of a piece of shit. He didn't care who he let die to get uh, what he needed done. And then you get like, uh, I think it was Hinetsuru her flashback of like oh you know we could retire after you know not all of us could be there potentially next thing you know guitar is just mm -hmm. like i'm gonna kill you and you're like oh jesus crow <laughs> don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we go again because it's like well you know the last time we had flashbacks like this Rengoku had a hole in his chest and an arm going through it and you're like oh for fuck's sake okay here we go again mm -hmm. and of course you know this arc did a full 180 on us the entire time because you're thinking like anywhere from one to three characters are going to die some of them being 
characters you didn't think would die this early on um considering you just get stabbed in the freaking chest but Dude, uh, i laughed so hard the episode after um Inosuke got stabbed in the back because he's just like i'm fine what i'm super <laughs> flexible i just flexed I and moved my organs out of the way of the blade and everyone's like oh he's fine the next episode again he's like literally yeah. dead uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i love everyone in for some reason everyone's like Poison doesn't affect me. One episode later, where did this poison come from? It's killing me. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about, man? Uh, Jesus, it was it was something. Uh, and then, of course, speaking of the poison, like you get into the siblings, and they are very interesting. Uh, and I do like you know in this entire background a little bit. Like I want to say the beginning and the end. They're they're like, oh, if you met an upper rank already, well, here's Akaza talking to child. Here's Akaza mm-hmm. going to Infinity Castle, and you're just like, oh my god, this is going to be fun when you eventually get here. I just like that in the background where you're having the upper sixes the whole time, you're kind of getting more of a build-up with Akaza because you feel like that fight is probably going to be the biggest of all the upper ranks, at least for now until I'm sure, you know, there's a two and a one, so I'm assuming they'll be even crazier. But, like, uh, the fact that he's the one that killed, personally, right. my favorite character... And then you're eventually going to get that buildup of Tanjiro being like, oh, we're here we are again. I'm not going to let you do what you did last time. Right. From an um, emotional standpoint, regardless of the power level, he's going to be that's going to be the most emotional confrontation. Yeah, yeah. that's going to yeah. be insane when they meet each other again. Definitely. Yeah. But as for Daki and Gitaro, they were there was something because they're supposed to be around. They said like 200 years or something in that area. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, the or- I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. The or- Orion, like she was like Wara Bihimi, uh, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, she keeps coming back like every generation as a different Orion mm-hmm. and doing the same cruel thing. And I remember the flashback. They're like, oh yeah, they co- she cocks her head sideways, and then you pretty much die after something insane. And uh, it was really cool the way they have that. Where I feel like they've. I can't remember what franchise or series did that before, but it's just like a crazy thing of like, oh, I've been here the whole time. I never left and I outlive everyone, but I just keep playing the same role over and over and eat the the beautiful people whenever I get the chance. And if you're not beautiful, I'm just going to fucking throw you off a roof. Sounds like a good life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that dark, but Eternals did that with uh, Kingo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. That was pretty funny. That was... Yeah, my dad was me when I was playing all these Bollywood movies. (laughs) Well, I do do appreciate that kind of storyline because, you know, at the end of the day, as a third party, you know, viewing this, you're being the series, reading the series, you're like, all right, how humans, like, how dumb are they are? Like, can they actually pick up these are demons or something else? Like, what's happening here? So I do appreciate this little tidbit of like, no, this is like a rumor and like a story within that specific bubble that people are realizing and they're aware of like something something's not right so i do appreciate that where it kind of just showcases i guess like the masses and the fact that like no like they do understand something is amiss here so i do appreciate that because at the end of the day you're like you know you're it's a demon but of course the regular folk they're not going to know that so i do appreciate it gives them a little more uh i guess life to them or you know the reality of the situation one thing i like about this series is just how they can make most of the char- uh, most of the bad people like somewhat sympathetic at the end. Like, I mean, 
the this uh, sibling couple was maybe not as like sympathetic as some of the spider family demons mm. like when he cut off like the mother demon's head i was like literally like oh my god he was so gentle <laughs> about cutting her head off <laughs> but uh like you do kind of feel bad about like Yutaro at the end where he's just like he literally just had the misfortune of being born in like a bad place and being like seen as a burden his entire life to the point where he had to make himself useful in some way so he became a debt collector and like apparently that's how he got good with the sickles and like he the only thing in his life that he ever cared for was his sister so i understand how like you know he comes home one night and she's like burned to almost a crisp and she's like barely alive like when a demon comes to me i i might take that deal of like yeah you tell me that i can like save my sister and like all i have to do is kill more people that i already do anyway sure or whatever i don't know it so definitely they were not completely irredeemable or, or completely redeemable or whatever but the you do still feel a little bit bad about them in in the end and like how like i understand how they got to that point and Doki definitely was maybe more of a victim than uh guitaro was for sure mm-hmm. no I, i'm glad you touched on this because this is something i noticed for the first time in this arc you you, you really hit it where we're getting this backstory that cameron was mentioning where you're waiting for it when's the backstory mm-hmm. coming and now we got it. And it's almost like a thing where, okay, we've been established as this is a storytelling device that we're going to get all the time. But instead of using it to fully redeem the characters, because you're completely right, they, they, they aren't. They're pretty terrible, or at least he is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now being used as a way to call out the evils of society. You know, yeah. and, 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 mm-hmm. and it's really cool because it sounds, again, cliche, but the demons are a reflection of the way that society is treating the downtrodden people. Mm-hmm. And then that ties into Muzan and how amazing he is as a manipulator. He's only grabbing people who are weak, who feel pain, because he wants to create a cycle of pain because he knows he can control them through that. So he's like, these people have nothing. They have no power in life. I'll give them infinite power, but their minds are so weak from the pain they've endured They'll do anything I say, and I'll always be in control. And it's not, they think they're getting a new raw deal. They're like, oh, perfect. I'm, I get to be a demon. I'm beautiful. I'm young. I'm, I'm immortal. But they're getting a worse deal than before because now they're permanently ostracized from society, mm-hmm. which is a, it was a really, in, like, they can't talk to people and learn from them. Two seconds with Tanjiro teaches the two siblings more about each other than they had for 200 years. So yep. I, I really appreciate that, you know, that backstory stuff is being used as a kind of commentary on the world that's being created now, not just the characters in the backstory. Yeah. No, definitely. hundred percent. Cause again, you know, it wasn't until he was like fighting Tanjiro and like everything like that, where he realizes, <laughs> oh wait, my sister's name isn't Daki, it's Ume. Mm-hmm. And so right. it gives some humanity to them. Exactly. But at the end of the day, they're not completely redeemable because you know you had the scene of them being in hell. And even he's like, look, you were a victim of me, of the society. I, I'm going to keep doing my thing. You, you know, we're splitting. And she's like, no. She's like, I choose to be with you through hellfire, regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be alone. So I think it's really mm-hmm. interesting too, where like to the point of they're not 100% redeemable, but it's interesting too, even at the end of the day, she's still, Ume still, Daki still chooses to be with her brother through hell. 
regardless. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's very interesting too of like, okay, you guys are still in it to win it till the end. But yeah, I, I like how that's portrayed though. The fact that he he knows it. He knows he's you know, he knows he's the devil. He knows that he went through shit he deserves to go through, you know, purgatory and shit. And he's like, you can make this choice. And yeah, so I think it's interesting that she chooses that at, at the end of the day too. Yeah, I definitely felt like when that happens, because you do see like once he does turn and leave and you feel her like, you know, she's feeling horrible because he's leaving her um, so she could be in a better life. But at the same time, you realize like because they were so inseparable, she doesn't know how she'd even have a better life because she doesn't know how life would be without him for better or for worse. Which is even, I thought that was probably even more tragic where I'm like, yeah. dude, you could literally go to heaven. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's the codependency. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, the co- it's codependency, which I think is so interesting, yeah. um, which is, you know, the big dichotomy, right, between Nezuko and Tanjiro and their relationship. And he reflects of, like, this could be, this could have been us. And then Nezuko even mm-hmm. was to the point of, you know, potentially crossing that line. So, yeah, I think it's just, there's so many layers there of just what could have been for them and their life and, you know, the siblings. And, yeah, it's just so, so much stuff to unravel. And yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting just again that the codependency for good, which is Tanjiro and Esigo, or for bad. Um so the spectrum yeah. for sure. Uh I want to talk about Daki really quick because I think in a lot of people's minds she's gonna get overshadowed by her brother as a character, but I really like her because she is finally a character who is portrayed as actually acting like a teenager. All the Mm -hmm. characters in the show are teenagers because that's your target, main target demographic, right? Yeah. And that's a typical thing in shonen anime. But having this character who is like a brat, who's spoiled, who's used to getting her way, has power. Like if a teenager could just do whatever they wanted, they would become this person. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a really nice reflection against the heroes who are like always selfless. They, they never do anything for their own gain. So having her as that villain just like instantly puts you at odds with her. But you're not always sure why. And then it kind of clicks that you're like, she's just a brat. She's crying that she got yeah. cut in half, you know. Um, and I also liked beca- her because as soon as she, she shows up, you immediately realize that she's more powerful than Rui, the, mm-hmm. the spider demon. Yeah, she wrecks like, like an entire block in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're having so much trouble with her. So the whole show is all about raising these stakes and creating power, power vacancies or mm-hmm. like um, scaling based on fear and, and those kind of things. So I, I really thought she was an effective villain and could have probably stood on her own. So the addition of her brother was just like an even better part of that. Like, like the don't worry, there's more kind of thing. And it was, it was yeah. perfect hook basically. I thought it was so interesting when her head got cut off and she's just like (laughs) starts whining about it. She knows she's not going to die. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, interesting. She's like mentally like a child almost Mm -hmm. like she's been around for hundreds of years, but she's still at least emotionally a child. Like I thought that was really interesting. And I had a couple of things on that one. Um, It reminded me a bit of something I haven't thought of in years. But do you guys remember that show? It was something about girls having their sweet 16s, and it was like a, a mega-sized oh. one. Oh, my God, throwback. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And that, that's if one of them became a demon, I was like, oh, it's her right they there. Like, oh, okay. So, real quick, the only thing that I feel is missing from this season in terms of, like, Daki doing stuff, I so bad, like, sh- her biggest, like, 
dig at people most of the time was like, oh, you're so ugly. How how dare you fight me who's so beautiful? I wanted uh, Inosuke's yeah. like forehead to come off at some point and her to just be like, oh yeah. my God, you're beautiful. I might be fine with someone like you killing me or something like that. I don't know. I actually, I, I'm re-watching it again with a couple other people that are still being introduced to it, but like, uh, which I'll actually talk about in a bit. Um, remember she has like her, her belt is also like a sub demon. Like right. it has little like mouth and face and stuff. Yeah, I, I thought it was just like an extension like, of her. It, yeah. So like seeing through her, they, uh, it does see Inosuke before. Cause he's like, uh, without a mask, like, That's true. I want to mm. eat that one because his face is beautiful. Save that one and like a few of the others. Mm -hmm. And then you can just eat the rest right now, but save those ones for me. Mm -hmm. So they just kind of, they do it, but it's so underplayed compared right. to like, if it did pop off and she's like, how is this possible? You're more beautiful than I am. And he's like, <laughs> That was also <laughs> so funny to me when Tenkin like was trying to pawn off the three main characters to the mm -hmm. to different houses and Inosuke, like someone snatches him up immediately. And he's like, mm -hmm. Oh no, we saw immediately like underneath all that like horrible makeup that they're actually prettier without it. I thought it was so funny. It's like don't talk if they hear your voice. Yeah. You have a really husky voice, just like don't say a word. Don't say yeah. anything. Um the other thing was definitely the power level Daki and Gitaro, they're more they're they're definitely different where Daki she's not as strong one on one as like uh Gitaro is like he obviously is more powerful in terms of like just sheer combat mm -hmm. but in terms of destruction power she seems like she is a lot more capable because she just has more of like a, a covered radius where Gitaro mm -hmm. is more like oh I just got these sickles I can I can handle you but it's just gonna be like one-on-one -on -one until I personally explode mm -hmm. um <laughs> so that was very interesting the way they pulled that off where like you know once she has her third eye open or it wasn't even her third eye I yeah like Gitaro loses one eye and then she gains one right. mm -hmm. it was interesting and i think that was so that he could like help her like yeah. strategize in a, in, yeah, in a fight yeah he sees with her as well yeah which is what i guess she got better and like all of a sudden now her belt sashes were like able to stretch pretty freaking far mm -hmm. for sure yeah but that, that, that was really cool too um and then next was was there anything else you guys wanted to say about them well so really quickly it's sorry really quickly it's interesting mention the destructive power because when i saw kind of like like the first two phases of the destructive power one where like the whole block was like decimated and then when they self-implode at the end how everything was decimated honestly i kind of got chills and goosebumps because i instantly thought of like a nakasaki or hiroshima of just like the deafening silence and the fact oh, that definitely. people were you don't know people were alive people were calling out and it's just you just don't know what's what's mm -hmm. happening and who's alive and i don't know why but i instantly thought of that that kind of scenario and that experience and like just how chilling it was um that was yeah. like something that jumped out at me personally no i loved seeing the like the devastation on the street level throughout the season like one of the first times that Daki just like wrecked like an entire block you know, you see people like on the streets, like with like their hands cut off and just going like, oh, my God, what just happened? And like, it's horrifying. Yeah. And you kind of it's interesting seeing that whole like, oh, well, society doesn't really know about the demons or the demon slayers. It's more like a mm -hmm. secret thing because like we're more of a, a feudal ideal, whereas everything else is modernizing. Mm -hmm. There's trains, there's electricity and mm -hmm. whatnot. Uh, it's interesting, you know, going from the first season, it's like Tantra helps a guy. And the guy's like, oh shit, it's a demon. That's crazy. I can't believe they're real. 
and you're just like okay well that's it and he probably doesn't talk about it because he'll think people are gonna be assuming he's crazy and (laughs) no one will ever believe me (laughs) you kind of get that one by one until i want to say the uh rengoku Mm -hmm. uh prelude episode where that grandma's like yo i saw your dad fight and saved me and whatnot and that's more of like the first time you see someone has seen a demon before that's regular human and then you get here and yeah it's like well they're not gonna do anything crazy right they don't want anyone to know there there's demons and it's like oh no no she's just gonna (laughs) she's gonna pulverize everything and yeah everyone's like i don't get what's happening and the crazy part probably is like when this is done is everyone gonna be like oh that was a demon or are they gonna be like well that was crazy i wonder what the hell it was it was some fluke thing that happened besides a few people that know it like the guy was it the dude that lost his hand was that the man the the manager of one of the houses or was that some other guy i can't remember oh i think he might have been one of the managers I can't yeah remember. he might have been yeah i'm trying to think because he was the one like uh she it was like the one from zenitsu the place zenitsu was staying at mm-hmm. where yeah he he was oh, his yeah. wife was the one that she threw off the roof mm-hmm. in that like prelude they showed yeah um so that was that was that was something for sure well i think i think really uh, quickly it is interesting too of like demons and folklore and just everything like that and the, the destructive power of them and usually you know a lot of other anime series related to this one it more of like uh like dungeons and stuff you compare a demon to like a calamity class and honestly it reminds me of this one anime series completely unrelated called how the realist hero like saves the kingdom mm-hmm. and it's an interesting scenario where this village on the coast seems like oh you can't build a new village here there's like a like a sea god that will like cause havoc and for him because he was like you know, transported from modern Japan to back in like this kingdom, he realizes, no, it's not a demon or anything. It's it's a tsunami. So to me, it's just really interesting uh, of like comparing like, say with the entertainment district arc of like a calamity class of like an earthquake or like a fire and stuff like that to that of like these two demons. And I think it's definitely showcases more like with the other series as it go, as it plays out, because usually you see kind of rumors of demons being, you know, kind of uh, picked off like the mountain stuff, like the spider arc or the train. I think we kind of saw that there. And then it just keeps getting bigger and bigger of these demons effect. And like they actually are affecting society. So I think it's kind of interesting of just comparing it to just right. natural disasters and whatnot. Definitely. It's actually, it makes you think of that thing where, if something happened that was real but over time it becomes legend and then myth and like more of a, a story that's at a campfire or something it's kind of like that idea it's like um i feel like the best description was like a fellowship of the ring where it's like oh the ring you know fell into the water and you know history became legend 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 became myth and like all the things of like the stories were forgotten and it's like that it's interesting how that could probably happen where potentially these people could be like oh this is another story to tell and then eventually it will just be like oh yeah it was just some fire that occurred some weird quake and fire and that's it so i do like that idea a lot that Mm -hmm. that's how things can unfold yeah and again it goes Um, just full circle to Daki and her urban legend and stuff like that definitely oh yeah that was such a good thing like that was very interesting the way she like just says it like oh when i was a little girl my grandma told me she saw this woman and now i'm seeing that woman again like that was that was really cool especially because what was the first episode when Tengen says we're going to the entertainment district and it shows just her like a silhouette with glowing eyes that was really cool um because it it does like feel more i feel like you only get the horror from that and then more so when you first get to the mountain with the spider family like the real horror elements that you don't normally get that often i mean you get it but you're more paying attention to the action than the horror i guess you Mm -hmm. could say 
yeah. Uh, but of course, we have our four characters that we always follow. Tan- uh, you know, Tanjiro, Inosuke, Zenitsu, and Nezuko. And each one kind of has a different growth that you notice. Uh, some more than others, because Zenitsu's is pretty... I'd say Zenitsu's is pretty simple. It's just, hey, stay asleep more often, bro. I love it. <laughs> it's like... I mean, they stepped up. I mean, him and Nosuke, like, actually strategy-based, like, all right, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and then Tanjiro, you know, helps back up. But, like, I appreciate, like, especially Nosuke, usually, like, ride or die, like, it's do this type <laughs> of thing. So I appreciate, like, actually, okay, strategy behind everything. I do. I did appreciate that with their growth overall for this arc. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious that Zenitsu, like, he doesn't learn new techniques. He just gets, I guess, better at the one technique. And so yeah. he's just like, thunderclap and flash level three. And he just goes like hyper speed. Oh, uh, so funny. He has also, what was it called? Like God, God tier? Yeah. Something. something like that. Yeah. And he's like, I can only do two, um, which is really, because it's like, it's supposed to take out his legs. And that's, isn't that how he breaks his legs was yeah. just using that? Yeah. Um, he's just flying I, through the air the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do love that probably the whole time they're training, Zidensu is getting at least physically stronger, but in terms of his, like, psyche, he can't still function fully, but he's retraining everything in his, like, weird inner security version where it's his, like, sleep persona, and his sleep persona retains it all, and then all of a sudden when he comes out, he's like, you know, I'm fully capable of being a tactician right now, I can, like, tell you guys, like, oh, we need to back up, we need to do this, mm-hmm. I'm fully aware of everything going on. Um, Because, you know, before when he does it, he just says like his technique and then he's pretty much down and out. He doesn't really say anything else. So it's interesting seeing the growth of his sleep personality becoming more vocal and becoming more aware, even though Zenitsu really isn't. So it's just like there's Mm -hmm. honestly two Zenitsus. Right. And there's yeah. the one you don't want to ever see ever. <laughs> and then the one that's like really useful. His inner core. That's a go. I don't, I, I don't get the Zenitsu uh, dislike so much. So, you know, full disclosure, he's my favorite character. Um, uh, he, he has the biggest change. He has the biggest yes. arc out of the three characters in this, in this one. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that after they go do their separate ways, solo missions, he comes back and he's not scared anymore. Like he actually sees he's like Tanjiro stood up for us. He stood up from Rengoku. He takes that to heart and he he learns from it, even if like he doesn't realize it, which I really like. And he's also the most human of the the three. Tanjiro, oh yeah, oh yeah, Tanjiro freaking this, out. Oh yeah, 100%. right. He, he Tanjiro is this idealized guy, like which is fine for your main character. That's that's great. It works perfectly. Inosuke is the perfect loudmouth, brash, fun character who's like insane. Yeah, and and you don't yeah. know what he's gonna do, so the chaos is always a good element. But when he jumped his head into the ceiling to get it's his so forehead good. back, so I was just funny. like, "What?" <laughs> I love it. Exactly. The, the 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 fastest way to get to the the course, right? That's Inosuke. Mm-hmm. And then Zenitsu, he he has like real wants and desires. Like he wants to be a human still, whereas the other two have just given up their humanity and they're like, "I'm gonna be a demon slayer." Mm-hmm. Zenitsu, ge- he's jealous of people. He learned how to play an instrument. He, he, yeah. He, there's all these li- there's all these little yeah. elements to him. That I really enjoy, and I think that confidence that he is getting is why what you mentioned, Cameron. That's why he can speak in his sleep form. And mm. what we're seeing is the two threads of his initial persona, who's aware of everything and has seen all these things, and then his sleep persona. Kind of eventually, it's just kind of like this, right? And that's what this is implying. I I, I feel at least. Um, 
so yeah, I, I I love him. Every time he's on screen, his, his music's the best. His visuals are the best. Like, yeah, get, you know, it's incredible. Uh, also, his whole like theme is anticipation, which I love. That it's uh, it his his move is thunderclap and flash. You hear the thunder and you're waiting for the flash. And when the flash happens, it's always satisfying. It that's is his, that's really his, yeah. that's his whole cool character. So so I I really like that element about him, and he's he's great. I, I agree with that because I agree like he definitely has the biggest character development without spoiling it obviously like to the fact where he becomes the peak of what he can be what he can do and he faces his own demons pun intended um of being the best that he can and yeah I agree through because I remember like back even like spider arc in the mountains where he was like clutching a tree and just like I hate how I yeah. am right now like I'm so miserable but I'm so scared and I agree I think like which is why he can probably come off as annoying of like to some people of like because his humanity is so real of yeah we freaking the fuck out I'm trying to survive mm -hmm. but like you know so yeah I agree that his arc especially in the future of the demons he will have to like his inner demons and outer demons he'll be battling um i think it's definitely comes full circle and i'm just yeah. you know I, I think for him because his humanity is so out there according to the, everyone else um i think he'll definitely get like the biggest arc because plot twists right. are happening in the future not gonna be spoilers but of course you know some stuff some good stuff's coming for him specifically so super pumped yeah. he's just cool yeah, he's cool. I believe it. Cool cat. And he definitely, like, at least in this one, he's a lot more snappy, sarcastic, mm -hmm. uh, especially when it comes to Tengen, because he's mm -hmm. just so shocked by, mm -hmm. you have three wives, you piece of shit. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> just there, um, before he gets traded off with his music playing, like, he, real he realizes he's, like, the last one, and Tengen's just like, well, could you be even more useless than you are now? Uh, and yeah. they're just, like, back and forth, and him watching, like, Inosuke and Tengen at each other, he's just like, why are people humoring him? Like, why are people doing this, letting him get away with all this shit? It it's definitely hilarious to watch. And I, I do agree. I think I'm just, the last thing in my head is, Yo, I woke up, and why are my legs broken? What? Yeah, I totally happened? forgot about that. <laughs> I think that's why it's still in my head. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, now it's Zenitsu. Yeah, classic. Um, classic Zenitsu. Um, and I do have, like, more of, I guess, when we get to, like, the, the preview portion at the end of, like, a not asking, but, like, kind of thinking of what could happen next with them and stuff, because there is, like, a character in his life I'm very curious to see if we will see or not um, from a flashback that I remember seeing. But uh, I'll, I'll talk about it later. Uh, but another character, of course, um, I don't know why I feel like I'm like, do I want to say Tanjiro first or Inosuke first? Because Inosuke, I, I felt like there was so much fun with him as uh, a team player. Mm -hmm. um, Tanjiro, of course, Sun Breathing and Nezuko. Well, that's self-explanatory for Nezuko. Um, but I guess like, ah, fuck it, Inosuke, like he did so much where he solidified of at least these four he's probably my favorite one just because there's still so much we don't know about him considering his past and each time i feel like each besides like mugen train each arc you're like we have a lot to learn but i feel like he's gonna die <laughs> and it keeps happening oh, like first fair. his head is crushed by spider fair. dad yeah and fair. then uh you know this time he does amazing he feels more aware than the other two when it comes to uh looking for the demon when she they're still like she hasn't been discovered yet and they're just still looking for the wives 
And Tantra is like, oh, I haven't, I haven't seen anything. Are you sure you've seen something? And, you know, Zenitsu noticed only because he came face to face with her and then got wrapped up and stashed. <laughs> but uh, I never get to use that. It's like one of the few times oh, I actually like, can. I so it's like, Miles would love that. I know. <laughs> uh, but, like, Inosuke notices immediately. He's like, oh, she's in the ceiling. She was in this room. I can feel it. But like, you know, his wearing women's clothing is like smother or wearing clothing in general is smothering him, which was hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah, that uh, was so funny. He shows all of that. So feels like the biggest detective out of the three. He also, you know, you get the the fucking muscle mice that <laughs> I was huh. uh, yeah. not ready for. Uh, it's like that thing where you're it. watching the intro yeah. and then you're like, I got to rewind it for a second. What the yeah. fuck was that? And you're like. Are those mice? Yeah. When are mice gonna come in? Yeah, that <laughs> then, tiny little Tengen head Yeah, and then you get muscled mice, which I thought was the funniest thing because they're also talking too, besides the crows. And I guess I guess that didn't hit my head where I'm like, oh right, the crows can talk. I'm sure the mice can talk, even though they only know one word, and it's a very great word though, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, afterwards, throughout the fight, he's like, hey, I'm not gonna go head first into everything this time. We'll work together to fight Daki, and then of course he does the palisade bite chainsaw, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Like oh. I know, of course, Tantra is doing sun breathing and stuff, but I was like watching that, and I'm like, that is so yeah. genius. That I love is there was so finally cool. a use for his serrated blades. <laughs> yeah, because you're waiting for it, and you're still like, why? You know, obviously they remind you of fangs. Why? Like he bashes them with rocks and stuff. It's the most like animalistic form of a blade. But, uh, you know, getting through it and seeing how far he comes through all of it and then just gets stabbed in the back. And it's heart wrenching, especially just because it's like such a horrible well, cliffhanger. Yeah, I love yeah. he's like running with her head. And he's like, I got it. I got it. Like, all we have to do is keep the head away. And <laughs> Yeah. It, it's such a like, it's one of those things where this entire season, or at least I want to say after episode five, it becomes a full hey, the next six days are going to suck a lot for you. <laughs> oh, man. And it was like that nonstop. Yeah. Like, I've never watched a show like this where it was actually this bad of a cliffhanger. Like literally like, every episode, I was like, how do you end it there? Five <laughs> times in a row. Let me yeah, tell com- you about a little a little show called Full Metal Alchemist. Alchemist, yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Back, back, yeah. back when that was coming out, I Ooh, was like, you doing yes. this to me? So. Yeah. That's a, for another time. I, I wouldn't know. I I, bin- I would just binge the crap <laughs> oh. out. I was like, oh, cool. The whole uh, show's here it. for me. I don't have to be so yes. it's, the be- it's the best. A- anyway, yeah, yeah. I-, I got that on Blu-ray. That- that's the only anime I own is good. Brotherhood. Good. Which is cool. So phenomenal. Yeah. If you're only going to have one, that's probably a good one to go with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, but yeah, he-, he does so much and then comes back and goes oh yeah no worries i just move my organs around it's <laughs> yeah. all good guys i love that he explains it i love that that's the like, poison gonna, thing yeah it's i'm gonna about take it. time out of the of the incredible runtime here to explain why i'm still here by the way i'm out the next episode yeah I'm yeah, yeah just i'm dead again <laughs> i'm just like wait, wait. But, but the poison though that's still a thing right yeah. <laughs> no no it's flex fine. around the poison <laughs> yeah god it he he does so much and it's so interesting because like Whereas you, you know, Tanjiro already know everything. The only thing you're learning from Tanjiro is the sun breathing mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. That's like the real backstory. Even that though is like so intriguing. Like mm-hmm. the fact that, like, I love this entire season. Tanjiro is just like, I, like, 
backing down is not an option. I'm exhausted. I'm on the brink of death. But if I don't at least keep trying, so many people are going to die. And then, like, when his hair starts going Super Saiyan and his scar turns to fire, I was just like, whoa, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, like, it's like him. There's so much mystery afoot there just in terms of his lineage. Whereas in Itzy, like, you more or less kind of got it during the mountain arc where, you know, Gramps is training him and shit. Uh, but like I said, like there's that one, I'll just say that one dude that's like, yo, I can't believe this guy's training you. Uh, you're a disgrace. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I bet he's some higher ranked demon slayer probably who's not a Hashira, but he's somewhere we're going to meet him. And he's going to be some bully whereas in it who eventually will stand up to him in his awake form. But that's just a prediction that I have of like Ooh, something I'm waiting cool for personally. Um, I don't know if the dude, I don't know if that even gave the guy a name or anything yet. I have no idea. But for Inosuke, there's everything. You're like, all right, who's his mom? How did he get in this place? Where is he from? Yeah. What happened with animals? There's so much there that I want to know. There is. I, I, I do want to give you a heads up without spoiling it. Is that it's still it's still somewhat a mystery. You're not gonna like, get like 100 like the backstory like Tanjiro or even Zenitsu has. Like it's gonna be there's gonna be more revealing and more info, which is great in the in the future. But like just as a disclaimer, I don't want to disappoint you of like okay. there, there's there there is gonna be like still some mystery. Like some questions you just you just ask will be answered, but not all of them. So I just want to give you like clarity on that. Okay. But yeah, it's. It's still good. It's still good. I promise. I promise. Gotcha. As long as you at least get who Mama is, that's like really the the main. Watch that be not the thing you get. Be like, oh shit. But you know, I'm just yeah. I'm very curious about that. That's like at least in terms of all their backstories, that's probably the one I want to know the most. Because at least when you look at the sun breathing, I can already guess. I'm like, oh, you know, moves on stuff. He's afraid because he's handled it before and almost mm-hmm. killed him once, and that's why he's afraid of it. And he tried to wipe it out and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Um, it, it feels like it's one thing that it's going to be cool to unfold, but you can kind of already see what's going to be the whole like origin and mystery. Right. It's going to be something the, the, tragic. The strings are there. Yeah. The strings yeah. are there. Also, yeah. I, well, I think yeah. it's interesting is that I think it's leading you because I actually had to reread um, like the last arc and like stuff like that just to refresh because I read it like a year ago when it first like finished, whatever. But I think that just to, to, to your point, Kamran, of like the whole lineage thing, because you'll see you'll meet more pillars like you know the next season and like understanding more lineage when it comes to like some like all the different breathing techniques what i find is interesting is i don't think it's much of a spoiler because tandrew actually says it in this arc is that mm-hmm. tandrew actually isn't the chosen one like he's like because right. he said his body is not made for water his body kind of is made for the sun breathing of course but he can't handle it so what i think i preach about tandrew yeah. is that like he knows he's not this chosen one because like we know i think it's it's not much of a spoiler. Like one pillar, uh, one Hashira became an Hashira in like two months. Yeah, so like if anything, uh, Miss Boy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if anything, like you know, you have other people that are more stronger. Da da da. So I, I, what I preach about the lineage with Tanjiro is that like yes, there are strings there, and yes, there's you know they're leading you somewhere, but it's not what you think. If that makes sense, like it's definitely still a twist, and it's very unique. Of like oh okay so tanjiro like this is his lineage compared to what you think it is like the obvious the obvious answer is not the answer you expect if if that makes sense it's funny that you say chosen one because i've heard that once before Mm -hmm. and it's when akaza says that to rangoku Mm -hmm. and you know that's just making me think of a lot of things right there but you know considering who's potentially still alive but i mean fair oh well, it's a team effort you know you, no, no, no one's like a chosen one it's like definitely yeah. a team, i know i know team yeah, effort yeah. Here. but you know that's just an idea it's just the thought i'm like well, well yeah 
I also find it uh, funny. It, it didn't occur to me until just now that like sun breathing might be so scary to Muzan because literally what is the one weakness of mm-hmm. demons? The sun. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Show. I do like that it's like not uh, fire breathing anymore because that was like mm-hmm. it was too similar to flame where I do like that it's called sun more so even yeah. though they're very much it feels it definitely feels like flame is uh, out of all I guess what they say the core four was flame water wind and uh that sound was a sound uh, no rock right stone rock stone. yeah stone. stone yeah uh it felt like flame was it, i guess it's, assuming because they're both fire flame is the closest of them mm-hmm. uh if anything maybe it was the second of the four of, of like before those four it was probably the first one to be i guess the sub class but i'm just <laughs> guessing um i don't know I, I know yeah i know i know that I'll, I'll probably find out later but i'm just until then considering it's be like three years probably until we get the next or something. Oh my god. Um, well, we'll get a movie guess, in, the, in the meantime. Well, I'm, I'm actually curious. Like, I know for the the, the peeps here who've like read the manga, because like there's there's two major arcs left, which you all know, right? Like, it's the right. Sword Village and then the Infinity Castle. So I'm curious for this if they're gonna do like, you know, how they come kind of combine all these arcs into like one or two seasons, and especially with Infinity Castle, because you have like part one and part two of that. So I'm just curious of like joking about seasons, like how many seasons and how they're gonna like spread it out, DBZ style, or just kind of like, all right, here we go, pack it all in. Right. the 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 movie was a really interesting thing. Like I know you guys talked about it already, but the from a business standpoint, making Mugen Train into a film was the best possible choice, just from like a storytelling standpoint. But I don't think they expected it to make as much gangbusters dollars as yeah. it did. Oh, yeah. And now I've that it never... has, right? It's like, what do you, how do you not try to replicate that again? Because it's yeah. only, because I've been going to see is, uh, luckily, anime films are finally coming to US in the last like five years. So I've seen all the My Hero movies, all the DBZ films, and they've all been really awesome. Mm-hmm. And the, the early ones. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, My Hero movies just keep going crazier and crazier each time and they tie in in a nice way they're not like disregarded by the canon they're actual canon so i I agree with you i'm I'm trying to figure out like i I think vinnie castle will be great for a movie because it's a two-parter we just ended we just ended on a like instead of getting a 45 minute episode do we just stop it so everyone's like oh and then you just like go to the theater kids and spend lots of money and then you're good to go so uh, that's what you know i'm just saying we'll probably see that i think you're right it's all about the money and the figure buy figures guys if you want demon slayer to continue and look this good yeah it is interesting to me i've never seen an anime movie do as well as uh mugen train did in america Mm -hmm. like that was insane yeah, that was that's fair. Besides the classic Miyazaki stuff, like the classic mm-hmm. and like DBZ, yeah. but yeah, I I agree. Like that blew up in a great yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, and if you guys want to listen to us talk about the mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. season in Mugen Train, we did do it in our landmark 100th episode because we thought that was appropriate for <laughs> 100th episode. Uh, also, I think like when it was in theaters. That was, you know, theaters were opening right back up when that happened. And that was one of the first things I saw. Uh, yeah. It was beating out most other movies be, in terms it, it of be, sales. It beat Godzilla, Cameron. That's uh, what? Godzilla versus Kong? Oh, mm-hmm. oh goodness. It was the same I mean, weekend. It was the same weekend it came out. I mean, to be fair, the Demon Slayer movie was sorry, sorry. I had to, I had to attack oh, him, Ron. I'm so that's sorry. That's fine. No, it's okay. I didn't, I didn't like that movie. 
It's our, you know, it's funny. That was my most anticipated movie of the year, and it didn't even make my top five. Well, it's also all. probably the most disappointing of the year, too. Well, yeah, no, we're saying there you go. It wipes away the sins that, of everyone. It else. was, Amen. I, I, I made that my number two movie of the year was Moving Train for sure. It was too good. Wait. I mean, obviously, number one was Sex and I was just asleep. But that's, I you know, actually, that's I have good. a question for you guys. So, like, I, I re because, like, you know, Moving Train is on Verb or like Crunchyroll, whatever. So, yeah. I actually watched the, the, you know, the movie mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, rewatched the, the, the episodic stuff what is the actual difference like i know difference i'm trying to like psychoanalyze like so just added uh, frame rates for stuff or they, like one they or two extra added lines? they added things. an hour of extra footage that's cut up in and added to okay. individual episodes snippets okay. yeah, little, little okay. weird oh, snippets huh. okay and I was that's wondering. that's really it and okay. I, I have to say that i feel it the show version kind of destroys the the flow of that story. It, yeah, it knocks down the pace. I, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, yeah. but there's some things that just don't need to be further expounded mm-hmm. upon that they did. And so just just Michelle. my personal opinion. Yeah, Michelle. I showed um, the two people I'm showing this to going through it. I showed them the movie instead. Yeah, because I said there wasn't really anything mm-hmm. worth missing. But it's I did bad. notice because I watched the before that I watched the arcs again just to see it through the episodic form. I think the, the thing that was most notable to me just really fast was um, when they go into their dreams and that one dude is going through Tanjiro mm-hmm. and the things lead him there. And in the movie, you're just like, he's already like, oh, they led me here. That's kind of crazy. Mm. Yeah. In the show, it actually shows them yes, finding him and then leading him there. So there is that like small, uh, I think that was the most like noticeable difference I noticed, like saw, but otherwise like it didn't add anything at all. Yeah. Uh, definitely Mugen Train is what I tell people to do is watch the Rengoku preview episode. Yeah. Or prelude episode. Then if you can watch that the Mugen Train arc intro, the animated intro, and then watch the movie. Because yes. that intro is just With really good. And it's song. another Lisa song. Yes. Yeah. Good Which call. I almost forgot. I didn't put it in a topic, but I did want to talk about the Aimer mm. songs. Good, good. Uh in intro and outro at a certain point. I guess after all the characters are done. But yeah, no. Yeah, that's what I took that's what I that's what I've been doing though, in terms of uh advising people how to watch it. Yeah. That's, that's, my that's the way to do it. Recipe. Yeah. And who knows it'll be a repeat for if they do another movie, right? For the final arc. You never know. So That's true. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. They just won't have Ren Goku though, it's not the same. Mm. Uh but Tanjiro, you know, we were talking about him already and the sun breathing. One thing about Tanjiro in this season was like, you know, it's funny because he out of all the characters, whether he's injured or not, he's just like his biggest theme is I can't breathe. <laughs> and um, He keeps going the entire fight, like in the very beginning, the minute Daki like shoots him out of a building and he's just like, oh shit, I can't move. Oh wait, no, it's just my body. It's like, did I do something wrong? No, my body's just registering that I was just thrown out of a building yeah. into a wall. Like, of course this is gonna hurt. And he's like, okay, cool, I can move again. But like, he does the uh, Hin- Hinakami Kagura the first time and is already like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. And then continuously still does more and more <laughs> to where he's like, oh, well, now I can't even do it on its own. Let me merge it with water breathing and to ins- in order to save like a Hinatsuru. And then like uh, from there you get the full sun and then he turns into full anime, eyes glowing, fucking sun hair. DBZ style, shit. yep. Oh. But his, his uh, just fortitude and perseverance was such a big growth spurt to see 
And that was like his form of growth for sure. Yeah. Uh, especially when he enact he activates things that were dormant that he probably didn't even know about. He just mm-hmm. like let it consume him, which you know worked out of course because he fucking cut off the head. But it was very interesting seeing how that happened, for sure. I, I yeah. like Tanjiro because he it feels like right now at least his purpose, you know, he started out as the vessel for the viewer, someone who's learning the world. That's the perfect way to do it. All these kind of sh- stories do that. But now it really feels like he is the ultimate juxtaposition for demons in general. All It's always about him knowing he has the potential and being a human is what's stopping him. And it's like this really kind of scary thing to think about. It's like, man, the moment he overcomes the, the limits of humanity, what is possible and that's like a really cool way to build like a little anticipation for that whole thing going on. Um, and again, I'm hitting this from the perspective of as if I had, I, this is the only thing I've seen so far. Um, and that that's like just, it's needed in this. When all these characters are so powerful, your main character needs to have something that kind of grounds them. And, that, and that's it. The breathing, right? Breathing is everything to a demon slayer. And if he can't do it, it's like, man, a demon could just grow his lungs. And we keep seeing demon slayers getting, um, how do you say, tempted to overcome the human limits. And I love those moments. And it, it is very eerie because you wonder when is it going to work, right? And uh, obviously Rengoku is too strong. But, you know, Yutaro and Tanjiro talking to each other. There was there was this moment where like I took myself out of knowing anything and was like, man, what would happen right now if Tanjiro said yes to him? Mm-hmm. You know? So Yeah. Well I think on, on top of that too, like I guess for me now, like that you mentioned that the opposite effect of like for me knowing the future and the fact that like, you know, Tanjiro and everyone in the whole group will reach a peak at what some point and like it's at different levels and the fact that like rengoku didn't even reach that peak yet right that's a really good point and and the fact it's like crazy to think like you know because we we do get a little taste of it for the entertainment district of tendro going dbz style and like Mm. you know becoming one with the breathing one with the style and it's just interesting of like okay he's tip of the iceberg there tip of the iceberg and it's just interesting to see everyone how the Hashiro is becoming there you know closer and closer and you know again without spoiling it just seeing what the cost is of going past humanity and yeah to me it's just so crazy the fact that like Rengoku was this OP but like still didn't reach his peak like damn damn but yeah I think it's just really interesting again of like the humanity and pushing past it and then again what's the cost of that so good good or bad for sure um that does make me think because I'm like I feel like with one of the upper moons, I'd be shocked. I, I would I'd be shocked, but not shocked if one of them was like, yeah, I used to be a Hashira or a Demon Slayer. Like now that you mentioned that, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, we haven't seen a Demon Slayer that's like switched sides yet. And I'm like, is there one? Will we see one? And that is like an interesting thought in my head now where I'm like, oh shit, that could be a thing. Or it could not. It's it's a very... Uh, or if if one of them did turn, and I'm like that that would be so like uh, right. shocking considering their current power level already, and like they made it this far that they would why would they like change anything? But it's just something to well even uh, age just... like to me it's just really interesting like to your point, Haran, of like the future, or the past, or the lineage of 
you know, the Demon Slayer Corp, like, corporation, the fact that, like, seeing Rengoku's dad, you're like, oh, people, or even Tanjiro's, like, master, like, oh, people who are old, like, people can still survive, like, past yeah. a certain age, and so it's an interesting concept, where, like, obviously, yeah, the, the age, the age, you know, for this show is younger kids, so it's gonna be all teenagers and whatnot, mm. you kind of forget that, yeah, like, Tengen's, like, what, like, 19, 20, maybe, like, yeah. it's just, I think he's supposed to be, like, 23, three yeah so it's just like really surreal just the fact that you know whatever that cost is in the future of them gaining the strength of like is there a future for them you know like yeah there's gonna some people who are gonna step back from the front lines but yeah i think it's really interesting to your point of like you know for demon slayers like are they gonna go to the bad side are they you know there's some that just didn't want to have continue that lineage and like what's the cost of that so yeah it's it's definitely interesting of like seeing like because again i don't foresee a future right i just think it's like they're all just going to nuke each other like who's to say right like because you see people dying on both sides it's relentless right Mm -hmm. it's it's endless cycle it's like so yeah it's really interesting to see like the really like tiny slivers of like hope per se or just use tiny slivers of like the write-offs of like um yeah a uh, he's like dad and stuff were like oh you can survive past a certain age limit or like stuff like that i feel like the one time i've seen at least recently that kind of like succumbing to that thought was actually i don't know if you guys all watched i i've only watched the first like season so the first two versions of jojo but like jojo's bizarre adventure um in the second the joseph uh the character from the first and second part strigo you know, he was one of the main, like, guys that helped him out, and then he changes sides and pretty much is like, oh, I want to be a vampire now so I could maintain my power forever. Like, I I, I definitely, I guess, see that as, like, the last time I've seen that kind of, like, oh, I'm switching to the kind of corrupted, infected, whatever side that kind of feels, um, I don't know what the word is, but it feels, you know, just wrong. It doesn't feel right. It looks wrong. And imagining that for like, I don't know, you look at all the cool Hishira designs and how awesome they look. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know if I'd ever want to see one of them have a corrupted look because it would feel just it would be, just feel wrong. Like, oh, oh, you don't go, man, gross. he'd look cooler. If yeah. only. Was, you know, yeah. I, 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 there's another point there, I think, to be made, Kimron, uh, kind of tied to what you said that I, I also like these temptation moments we've briefly seen because it also feels like it's the demon trying to hold on to their humanity as well of like, I just need someone who can listen to me and understand my pain, whether or not they realize it. it it's part of that, I think. And I, I that's another oh, kind of like when Akaza was begging Ringo. Exactly. There's mm-hmm. no one else he can he can fight and moves on. We'll just kill him. So he's like, that's not. Yeah, he's like, I want to. This not... child gets angry at me. <laughs> There's nothing fun <laughs> about fighting Muzan. Muzan does not give a crap about martial arts, right? He just mm-hmm. wants to control things. So they're all looking for a little bit of humanity. Like, you got a sister. I've got a sister. We can be like, you know, cool, like, bro, sis, hangout buddies. Like, no. <laughs> but, you know, maybe. You never know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I like that. On that point, too, like, I know Tanjiro, you know, we're setting him up with lineage and everything like that. Of Like, he might not to be like the chosen one, but I feel like he definitely is in the aspect of him being the main character of like, he's such a good boy that yeah, of course <laughs> all the demons are going to question their humanity. Cause honestly, at the end of the day, it's demons remembering their humanity. So right. that's the whole thing yeah. of like, Oh, Daki's right. name was actually Ume and like all this type of stuff of like people just actually like forgetting. And like, that's how they attain their enlightenment before, right before they die is of course, you know, they're a best boy. 
Um, but yeah, so I think it's interesting, especially in the future, when we see other demons and and other pillars too, like questioning that and being tempted by that, and honestly finding their own enlightenment. And how do they? And what is what does that look like? Like, there's a lot of without spoiling it. There's a lot of interesting battles that come out and different like internal like perspectives, the reflection that the demons and pillars kind of do, you know, themselves of just like how to, like, you know getting their own enlightenment. And it's just really crazy to think about just like demons kind of reflecting on their own, like without, you know, you know, best boy, like involvement Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's just like, it's it's remembering their humanity, which is just crazy. Yeah, definitely. And I guess like last character of the four, uh, Nezco, she, you know, for the most part, she's in a box until she's not. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, she defends Tanjiro. Daki knocks off one of her legs pretty much nearly splits her in half and then she's like how'd she recover so fast all of a sudden she because obviously we have like three forms of nezco there's like normal nezco there's like slightly more demon nezco and then there's mini nezco mm-hmm. which is a fan favorite of course um <laughs> to be, yeah. but then we got adult demon nezco with a horn and you're like the fuck just happened because every everything grew and you're yeah. just gonna, like what the fuck Fans are best, but, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah apparently. <laughs> I would like to point out that the, the author is a woman, so. Oh, okay. Props, okay. props to her for just yeah. be, knowing what works, you know? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Look, I keep it classy. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was very interesting seeing her, you know, she's still like, I'm defending my brother, I'm doing this for him. And then the minute blood gets spilled and there's no more little bamboo stick, mm. she's like, oh shit. I'm a demon and I'm hungry. Well, that and like and just seeing her enjoy like destroying yes, the Daki smile and just like shit. smashing her skull in like that was scary because it's like you get to see like what would happen if Nezko like actually succumbed and became like full demon. Mm-hmm. And she's like upper rank style because it's like, you know, the whole thing is she never fed on anyone, but the amount she slept is supposed to be her sustenance. Yeah, and right. she slept for so long that that's pretty much made her I guess get that upper rank power and all she needs is that you know sibling emotion to push her forward to do what she needs to do but the lack of control at the end and everything else until you know he sings his mom's song and she like loses it again but I I felt there were two things in it that were very much like okay now what was one Yo, is she gonna talk then? Like, does she always? <laughs> does she still need the bamboo stick? We you just hear her talk. Would that be okay? And then two was uh, the fact that yo, can we have that form? Like, if that form is that powerful, especially in a fight, how useful that is. Especially considering now we're gonna go to the other bigger five upper ranks. Like, is that gonna be something we're gonna see more of her of if she can control it? Because that would be a really cool thing. Seeing her overcome and learn how to master that herself. Otherwise, like. You know, she's more of, like, um, comedy relief when she's in her smaller forms and everything else because she's just like, and you're like, oh, okay, ha, 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 head pat. Head pat. <laughs> um, whereas now she's, like, formidable and always felt like a fun, like, she's a pro soccer player that could punt your head off, <laughs> yeah. which I've always enjoyed. Um, so that that's, like, something that I'm just like, okay, what's next for her? Because that that's kind of what I'm looking at is speech and control, I guess. Right. Yeah. But what'd you guys think, I guess, through it? Uh, so I really like that moment. I actually had this in my notes about Daki. Uh, this, hmm, 
the reveal of Nezuko is like a really devastating moment, I think, because you're like, yes, and then you're like, no, because she <laughs> she she almost kills Tanjiro. Like, this dude is already about to die, and now the one thing that he's sworn to protect is going to fight him, so there's that immediate, like, what's going to happen here, and then that beautiful moment of the mother's song and, you know, the, the callbacks to how he always kind of has the spirits of his family within, within him, which is really nice. And it was great because you're like, Wow, that was a that was a really good ending to this arc. Do- Doki got her head cut off. Tengen came in, saved the day. He was flashy, like he said it was going to be. <laughs> Nezuko got turned back into a uh, you know tiny Nezuko. She's happy. We're all good. And then Yutro shows up, and you're like, oh my god, this is not Psych. this is not good. This is very bad. You see the runtime, and there's like five minutes left, and you're like, okay, maybe we're gonna go to the next arc after this. It's like no. No, we're not. It's not even close to being done. We're still here. We never left. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, I really like how the, the, the author and the directors play with that moment as like a fake out for the audience of like, I don't know how long the season's going to go because you guys just did a Mugen train cut down to a show. I, I didn't know how long it was going to be. Uh, so that was really, really cool to see. Yeah. Definitely. Um, otherwise, uh I guess getting into more of the facets of the show itself, which I just to hit it really fast, the or not fast, but the intro and outro and the music, like, holy shit. Cause you know, you're so used to Lisa. Lisa does amazing work with uh, both the start and finish of the first season. And then she does, um, I forget what the song is called in Mugen Train. Um, the, it's the, like you know the ending credit song. Yeah, the pressing yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then uh, you know they're like, oh well, she's back one more time for the mm-hmm. Moonshine arc. Which mm-hmm. that first song, I'm like, dude, this is so fucking good. <laughs> but uh, you know, now we get Amor, and I hope I say her name right. But like, she does an amazing like song where in the beginning it's so upbeat where we haven't had something that upbeat before everything's right. been like you know very much more dramatic mm-hmm. um with Mugen Train's more actiony this one is just like yo it's a celebration you look at the, look at the animation there's fireworks it's the entertainment district it feels like you're watching a new year's party or something and even when you're watching them fight the d de- like you're fighting Doki in the intro you're having fun with it and it just feels fun you see mice on the roof running and you're just like what's fun <laughs> yes. um like there's so much going on there and then you get to like uh the outro and it's much more like you know it's very beautiful uh it's showing Doki's um her her band like mm-hmm. her stuff is going around everywhere and it's just much more I don't know. It's it's just yeah. It's just nice. It's beautiful. Like I don't know what else to describe it as. And you see them all sleeping and stuff. But everything there is done so well. And you, you, I don't think I notice it as much until I watched um, the newest intro and outro to Attack on Titan, where when you start really listening to the lyrics, you're like, yeah. "Oh, for fucks! Are you? Oh my god! They're really just saying that? Mm-hmm, okay." Mm-hmm. And you get so much more understanding. And then all of a sudden, you're like, "Wait! So was this like?" You may not pay attention to all the the lyrics, to all the intros and outros, but it made you start to think about everything else. Right. Then, like, wait, what have they been singing these songs this whole time? O- opening songs have a real power to them, and I I love, you know, it, it's a it's a clear testament to Demon Slayer's direction. Like, because you know, the manga has its 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 strengths, 
but a director anime director is really the person who like creates this feeling that you're getting from the show and you know to to be able to go what do we show in the opening how does that tantalize you how does that create almost like a subliminal message like this is a technique that anime have been using for you know decades now and i feel like this was definitely one of the strongest i've ever seen because it's like we know mugen train was depressing let's go does that mean this ain't gonna be depressing either no it doesn't but it's all you always have the song to come back to almost it's like a, yeah it's like this save point which I, I watch it every time i have to um a, a, another thing i loved about i was so happy when i heard it was aimer because she did some of the music for um the fate series which ufo mm. table also animated and you know while fate is uh, incomprehensible in its entirety mm-hmm. it is flashy it's it's like tengen is ufo table like them as a studio are embodied by this character. So it's so nice to have her kind of get called back. They obviously have a relationship there and you're like, yes, more UFO table, more aimer. Let's do it. Like it's the perfect mix. And I'm very excited to see what the next, uh, the, who the next artist is going to be for the next season for sure. I, I agree with that. I mean, having, so way back when I did my master's thesis on title animation and more of like for movies though. And like, but it's like title sequences and just really like the taxonomy of that. So to me Mm -hmm. with, with anime, of course, they're going to have their own tropes and it's like their own rules that they kind of go by themselves for anime. But I agree with you. It was just like, of course, obviously it's a preamble. It's supposed to set you up emotionally as an audience member of like what we're supposed to see for the season, things of that nature. And I always think it's really interesting too, when it comes to, shows that change up their theme songs uh like mid-season because you're like what is happening right Mm -hmm. now so Mm -hmm. yeah to me it's just you know the obvious stuff it's like the the notes the you know the what trying to expression what they're trying to communicate through visuals and audio and everything like that but i agree with you that demon slayer is definitely a cut above the rest when it comes to how they go about that and of course, end of the day, you're still trying to, you know, have credits shown like roll on screen. That's yeah. what the practically what they're supposed to showcase. But they do it in such a way where, as an audience member, it's still part of the show. As you said, it's yeah. still like a save point. Save point. It's a checkpoint of like reassessing. Okay, like this is where Matt meant emotionally mm-hmm. before <laughs> I go into whatever new episode it's happening. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah, and the ending, of course, the ending and the ending song. And the last five episodes felt horrible because you're like, no, you can't stop now. And then it, yeah. it was actually more of a dreadful thing at a certain point, which was absolutely horrid, of course. I, I, but like, uh, can we talk about that? Because like, sorry, camera. If you, if, if, no, if, yeah, go for it. Yeah, like, sorry, it's 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 so impactful, extra impactful when you get to the ending episode mm-hmm. because you know the the ending song animation is Tanjiro running through the streets with the handmaidens of the Oiran and seeing the beautiful uh, sashes everywhere. And then all it's all this imagery of like what life could have been. You know, the audience is not prepared for what's about to happen, which is the total utter destruction of this entire place mm-hmm. and the death of tons and tons of people. Mm-hmm. So there's always these like poignant moments where eventually you realize, oh, this thing that we're seeing here, this isn't the... This isn't the future. This is what should it should have happened, but will never come to pass. And uh, again, like like you said, uh, Momo, that Demon Slayer is playing with your emotions in that way. And a lot of times ending songs are more of like, uh, OK, get ready for the next one. 
you know, whether you're binging it or waiting next week, but this was more of a like, hey, start to think about the world a little more, which is kind of I the think decompression, hundred percent. Right. Like, yeah, especially with big arcs and like, holy shit, that did that just happen? Like the ending song is to like really kind of just like, yeah, just decompress and kind of be that transitional point mm. between you as a viewer at the show and like you just walking out and just going on the rest of your life. Like, you know, sequences like that are always transitional points for the audience members are getting in or getting out. And yeah, yeah I agree. It's just depending on what they're synced to. Yeah, it's just it's this crazy. one has no chill. <laughs> no. It's sad as hell. <laughs> nah. I love it. Uh, nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah, that's something. Um, I think, too, like looking at these songs, um, when I work out and run and everything, my playlist used to straight. It was just like, yo, it's rap, hip hop, yeah. rock. And I'm just listening to that, getting through it. <sighs> and all of a sudden, just like one or two Attack on Titan songs came in. And then a couple Demon Slayers mm -hmm. came in. And I'm like, all these all of a sudden anime intros are just pushing into just, just wait my until, playlist. Wait oh, until yeah. we get some My Hero in there. Camera, There's a My Hero. Or, you go oh, or, plus or just ultra? vibing. Yeah. <laughs> or just vibing. Like, hey, don't judge me. I go to like Chobits, like New Groove song yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah Shifukamura. You know, but I agree. Oh. It's like the the tone, right? Of like what's a reflection of the show in itself, the underlying storyline. And Andreas, what you mentioned too, like as an audience member, we really should be kind of thinking and foreshadowing and like taking a step back, which I think is definitely going to showcase in the rest of Demon Slayer as a whole of like really assessing what's to come and what they're trying to foreshadow and what's really happening or gonna happen yeah definitely and i think like at a point now i'm at, i'm running and i'm like all right the attack on titan theme is playing i need to get to this point before the music tones down and that german <laughs> dude starts talking in the deep voice yeah. and i'm just like run faster before it gets there <laughs> it's a good time so oh good. my god love you uh but next up like the main reason also i wanted you to hear is because you both read the manga and I wanted to know, like, what were the biggest differences you noticed between reading the manga and then watching the show? Like, how was that compared to, like, what did, I guess, like, for James and I, we don't read it. Like, what did we miss that maybe we would have seen mm -hmm. if we read it mm -hmm. instead? There's a, there's, I'm, I'm going to keep mine short because we could do a whole episode just about this. Um, there were two things that stood out to me. Uh, first of all, when Gutero gets introduced... There's a couple frames where he talks about his name and he talks about his past before he even talks to the characters. And I really like that little inkling of like, by the way, this is a human. Prepare yourself for what you get the hardship. You get the sense that he had a hard life even before he gets to talk to the characters. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a diff, it's a very interesting change to hide that completely from the audience in the anime. They do not ever mention it until that final episode. So I like that little change of, okay, let's hide some things. Let's let's really leave the emotional impact for when it's going to hit hard. But in the manga, the anticipation was nice. It was like, oh, shoot, this kid has a sickle in his hand. He looks downtrodden. Mm -hmm. He's, he's going to mess these people up. Like, you're scared already of this person, and you don't know anything about them. Um, so that was a big one. And then the second one was Palisade Bite. Okay, so Palisade Bite is one of the most beautiful, like, frames <laughs> from the manga. It is a two-page spread of all three of them on the rooftop in this amazing perspective. 
and you just get to like follow the mm-hmm. the, the motion from one side of the page to the next mm-hmm. and then you see uh inosuke in that awesome like pose and you're like oh my god what a mind-blowing image i this image needs to be talked about in sequential art universities across mm-hmm. the nation like it's it's <laughs> that good you can break it down to its tiniest forms then they took that moment and made it like a 10 minute expertly crafted fight sequence that you you don't know if he's actually going to do it like i read it and i'm like are they going to change this where like he's not mm-hmm. successful mm-hmm. for a moment they tricked me into thinking he might not actually get her head when he it stops because in the manga he just does it and tanjiro's like good job you did it bro and you're like okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was sick that was a great page that was a great three pages i just read instead it's mm-hmm. 15 minutes of the anime and you're just like Dude, they're they're blocking stuff. He's getting there. Is he gonna actually get there? Oh my god, he might die. Gets her. He can't even cut her head, and then he starts. Brrr, and then you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, that's so sick. Like, just elevating that moment of two pages that were already expertly crafted to to one of my favorite moments. And I know someone else mentioned as well. I think Cameron. Um, amazing, beautiful. So like, that's the really the big stuff from the manga that I just wanted to talk about. Uh, without going crazy <laughs> i agree yeah. i have agree with that like i know it's hard because my, my comments are more saved for like the later arcs and stuff like that but yeah mm-hmm. I, I think it's interesting just to see the anecdotes of how they translate even with like the funny like funny silly stuff right yeah uh of like Rengoku and he's like doing like haha like a pose or, like oh yeah. like big bro or even like the mouse stuff like love it yeah. but yeah i'm always it's always curious to see how they're gonna translate it and if it does work out or not like i'm not gonna lie like there's some i watched the dubbed and the sub version for like the mm-hmm. Rengoku moments and like the kitschy like fun stuff and i'm like i don't know that translated like too well compared to like it on the page right. type of deal but the, was, yeah yeah but to your point though andres like it, it the stuff that did elevate they 100 percent knocked it out of the park like 100 mm-hmm. percent. and again it just elevated even more i am curious i think mainly for the later seasons of like you know the the demons like backstories how long or short they're gonna right. showcase it right. because i know like usually it's one or two like pages, you know, and like that's it. Mm. And then it goes back to the present where I know for the anime, you know, for dramatic effect, runtime, yeah. they kind of elongated a bit more for good and for bad. You know, I, I love the sh- series regardless. I think it's definitely for the most part stays true. And I, I'm really happy that a lot of shows these days are staying actually true yeah. to um, all the anime compared to like old school, like FMA yeah. and stuff where it didn't, mm-hmm. or even in like Inuyasha, like throwback stuff. Berserk. Yeah. Yeah. Berserk. Exactly. Two Full Metal Alchemist series. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> Thank God. So- Thank God they did. <laughs> yeah. And like, even like, even for me, like, so I'm such like a bad weeb where like I haven't read like the light novel. So, like, for instance, Perfect. I read like the like the anime the manga and the light novel for like yeah. um re- reincarnation of a slime like stuff like mm-hmm. that so i mm-hmm. think it's really interesting of just to see which makes sense you have you do have to adapt it for the medium that you're showing for yeah. it the format but yeah i i do appreciate and give props to demon slayer the fact that you know they translate it where they could or when it comes to different medium format and it works and yeah i'm definitely curious especially the last arc because there's just so much going on and you're cutting like each panel you're cutting to like different scenes like where it's interesting for this one it's kind of just a literal uh a like yeah just like Li- one yeah, kind of linear yeah, yeah sorry li- linear I need my tea yeah i need, I need my coffee right no, now it's uh, fine, it's fine. but yeah basically that so i'm just curious though for the later arcs how they're going to translate that and i'm so excited but yeah i agree for the most part mm-hmm. they like do stay true to it and if they don't they elevate it so yeah, I, as as like a final note, just in general about Demon Slayer, and I'm I'm trying to find the 
pronunciation of the artist's name because I'm I'm re- this is it's it's very difficult to say. Kyoyoharu Gotuge or Gotuge. I don't know if that's correct. Uh, I haven't heard it said in a long time. But um, the ability to show you very distinct panels of action, like a lot of people complain, oh, Demon Slayer's manga action is not as good as the show. And it's like, actually, the only reason the show is as good as it is is because those panels set up the action perfectly. It's like the storyboard for all the key moments that you need to know. There's a, there's another just to kind of con- contrast My Hero Academia. I mm-hmm. love the illustrations in My Hero. Yeah, they're but good. They're- I can't tell what's going on in the fights sometimes because he loves to just do crazy stuff and like add too much detail. Whereas Demon Slayer is very reserved. Like the crazy stuff that you see in the show of like the flashy ninjutsu and the blade arts. It's just like one panel tiny in the corner with like some little slashes drawn and and we get like a crazy sequence in the show but without that perfect kind of like here's what you need to be showing the audience the anim- animators I, I think would have to try too hard to kind of um interpret that so it, it, it is nice to see it fleshed out but it cannot be understated that the action is legible which is very important in manga because you don't have a lot of space so I'll say that, that like, if you read the manga, go into it knowing that the characters are kind of the focus, not so much the fighting, which is why the show I think is working so well, because it's like perfect characters, perfect story. Mm-hmm. Now this studio is going to do what they do really well, which is fights. And now you've got the perfect like blend of the two together. I, I agree with that. I think you actually make a great point. Cause I actually just read the most recent chapter of my hero, like the mm-hmm. most one that came out and you're right. Like I know, you know, there are a lot of shit's going on, but huge, like the final arc, like fight scene. And I agree with you. Right. It actually like, it, you know, trying to take place and trying to figure out, okay, what actually is happening. I know there's like a lot of shit going on. So I agree with right. you actually <laughs> where demon slayer is very clean cut and it does yeah. really kind of have a perfect or great fabulous setup for translation to animation. Cause like, I think of like, high level like manga stuff regarding like um the korean one uh god of high school and stuff like that yeah, that's purely yeah. violence or like my yeah. favorite that finished korean ones like solo leveling or like other stuff yeah. where mm-hmm. it's very clean cut and it's i cannot wait till this ever gets animated i pray to god it does but yeah i agree mm-hmm. with you where like how it was drawn specifically is how it translates it will translate smoothly compared to my hero where you you really do need the animation to see what exactly go, is going yeah. on so mm. that's a good point. Mm. Okay. Interesting. God, I gotta, I, I never, I, I think I read manga once and it was when I used to get the Shonen Jump magazines in oh, the mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh boy, Yu-Gi-Oh stabbed a guy in the, <laughs> in the hand with a knife. And I'm like, good. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then I, I think uh, the most exciting thing, I was like, I got the Yu-Gi-Oh card that came with it. Yeah. And I was like 12 or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never really got into it just because I'm more of a, not that I'm more of a, but I guess I'm just already so invested in comic books mm-hmm. that it's hard to like split into another whole like country's worth 100%. of oh, 100%. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did make an exception. I haven't read it yet, but I bought like the Nausicaa Good. of the Wind Good. Uh, oh. of the Valley of the Wind um, yes. manga, which is like a beautiful collector's box. But yeah. um, that that's gonna be at least the first one I uh, read when I do get to read it. Th- this is for Love you, it. Cameron, and many other people. We didn't pre, you know, we're not getting paid uh, by by mm. Viz for this, but the Viz app, mm. you can barely see it. Oh, 
Good job, app. Uh, anyways, <laughs> the, the, the Viz app on phones, it, it's on everything. Mm-hmm. And it's only like two bucks a month or three bucks a month. And it's got everything bad. up to date. My Hero, One Piece, DB, literally anything you want, 90% of it is there. And it's properly translated. So the Viz app on your phone, like when you're at night, instead of going on TikTok, just reading manga, it's like, oh my God, there's so much good stuff out there. So I, I'd recommend giving it a shot. It's a really good way to get into manga is having a phone, you know, or the high quality screen now. It's worth it, I think. I, I would advocate for that just because, and, and to me, it's a perfect like win-win scenario because you're still giving the proceeds where it belongs, where right. I'm a little guilty, where I do maybe other third-party stuff. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, so I agree that I think 100% if you just want to look into it because to me like for me like so me and my fiance we're big like manga readers mainly like mm-hmm. korean japanese like even light novel shit so it's an interesting too of like okay i like this specific archetype of like right. story and then it's like oh what about these so i 100 agree like do the viz app because you're giving a, you know actually money to a good cause and you're still getting like up-to-date stuff 100 mm-hmm. percent. because again i'm don't worry about like not reading stuff i'm just impatient we're legit i watched the first like three episodes <laughs> of demon slayer i'm like what's going to happen next? And I then just binged it, it. Yeah. and then just binged it. And then I'm like mm-hmm. a year later, forget what's happening. So yeah, no worries, Kamran. You're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> cool. All right. Excellent. Um, I guess one of the last things we got here is kind of what was your, I guess it could be animation and story wise, um, but your favorite parts of this uh, arc, like what, uh, I mean, what was the most animated portion? What was your favorite anything? Really I already mentioned it. it earlier, so that's kind of easy. But just like the scene where Uzui, or, uh, oh God, what's his name? Tengen. Tengen. Hmm. Uh, he like gets back up after like literally one episode ends with like, he's missing an arm. Uh hmm. And Osuke is like stabbed in the back. Like everyone's like (laughs) either dead or dying, it seems like. And then like Tanjiro like fends off um, the brother demon. Jesus, I'm so bad. Yutaro. Yutaro like fends him off like as long as he can. Then like Tengen gets back up with one hand. He's just flipping his blades Mm -hmm. all over the place. And just like. Yeah. Oh my God. And then like, yeah, the I, I mentioned that like one shot of like. Uh, Tengen and Gitaro just like going nuts at each other and the camera somehow I don't even know how you do this in an anime in like a supposedly 2D animation but it's like rotating around them and like effects going all over the place random stuff exploding and I'm I'm just like what even is exploding mm-hmm. it was so such a visual spectacle that I, I was just like whoa what's going on mm-hmm. It, it was very fun to watch that fight for sure and yeah like any time that Daki just like let her sashes fly and just like buildings get torn to like dozens of pieces was just so like cool to see definitely, definitely. i will say I, I thought that was like a it would have been great if uh Tengen just went the hands are off now let's get at this <laughs> and then just, you know, normally you'd say gloves, but in this case, you could say. Okay, Kappa Kids. Okay. Andreas loves it. Okay. Yeah, loves yeah, it. Uh, yeah, that's a good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I was going to, you mentioned that, James. This was such a unique fight for this show so far because we got to see combat in a urban area. Like, mm-hmm. all, up to this point, combat has always been out in open field with Rengoku, which was great because you got to see everything. Or in the mountain forest, which had all the cool like trees and the webs, and it was really neat. But now it's like buildings, like 
the the stakes have been raised in that way of yo you demon slayers you need to get better at your job because people <laughs> like things no, th bad things are really happening here now that no one's going to ignore i think Kimron mentioned this earlier of like the urban legends are going to start growing past this if things you know escalate to this level so it's a it's it's a nice kind of change of pace just of pace and visuals and I know Momo mentioned this, that I, I think the imagery of the destroyed city is not coincidental. It's 100% like on purpose. And it's always in, deeply tied into a lot of these pieces of media. That's, a, again, another conversation. There's many good books written about that. And um, I was surprised that they did it, but they did it in a way that was still meaningful. Like you felt it in your heart. They're like, this is this is about more than these characters right now for like a brief moment. It's a cultural identity sort of thing, you know, so it was, it was strong in that way for sure. No, 100%. Like it's a real world impact. Like throwback to like, remember, I guess to me, like not related to anime, but like in general of like editing documentaries and stuff, you always, mm -hmm. when it comes to like a documentary, depending on what the subject matter is or what have you, you always want to show like the the broader sense of it. Like how is this like one issue that you're documentary and showcasing to these audiences affect the larger group as yeah. a whole? So to me, like, yeah, with that, we mentioned of, yeah, like, the fact is like, holy shit, like this really affected people. And again, natural disaster. And to me, it was just, honestly, I got chills. Like it was just so mm -hmm. crazy and just so surreal and just to me I was kind of surprised in a great way when I was re-watching everything um just again like the music and the animation and how everything was synced up so perfectly because I know with some anime of course it's like oh great spatting style but like oh a little bit issue on like the dialogue or you know what have you x y and z so I feel like right. with this there was a clear intention which helped of course with the manga translation everything like that but I think it was a great perfect storm of everything and i really appreciate just the layers on top of it and as a viewer again you really get sucked in even if you're regardless of what format you're watching it in whether it's yeah. dub sub what have you it's still an impactful again like feeling that you're experiencing which i really appreciate definitely um but did you guys have any specific scenes you guys wanted to do as well I guess anything that stuck out to you more than anything else. Zenitsu godlike speed is just one of the coolest things. Oh, gee, it's thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's like how you know the you show these characters fighting each other and they're just going at it like you said, James, and it's a whirlwind of action. And you go, how can you possibly top this? And then when Zenitsu goes godlike speed. It's the simplicity of what you're seeing in the presentation that just like amplifies that moment even more of like, this dude doesn't need to be flashy. He just, he just goes for the single strike. It's the essence of Bushido. It's the essence of Samurai. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and just to the next level. And it's been like, it's been since Bleach that we've gotten cool sword play. Like Bleach was so good as far as sword play goes. And then it's been gone for like 20 years. And I've been sitting here waiting for a good show to have cool samurai sword fights. And now we finally got them. And it's it's one of the best shows ever animated in the history of the medium. So that that moment for me stood out. It's just like the just wa watch it on a TV. This is like a weird tech thing, but watch it on a TV that has auto contrast on because a lot of times anime will automatically darken itself on bright I've noticed scenes. That. So, yeah. So I was wondering about this myself for many years and I, I looked it up. Couple years ago, and 
there's strict laws about epilepsy, like things that can oh. cause epilepsy after the whole Pokemon nonsense that happened. Oh, it's right, Polygon. Yeah. Hey. Interesting. So because so many kids got messed up by that, they were like, okay, from now on, if you're going to do crazy stuff, you got to chill, you got to darken the screen so people don't get epilepsy because it's just like an inherent thing that happens. So what's crazy is if you get a decent TV, you can ha there's a setting that allows you just to get rid of that where it just auto brightens. So oh, I get, I've been oh. watching so many shows again, like All Might's first fight in My Hero. All the yeah, My no, Hero I noticed fights. it's so bad in My Hero Academia, yeah, especially yeah. in the, the overhaul fight. I it's, was yeah, just like, exactly. what's going on? What? It's because they do those brief flashes before the character like explodes into their new power or the environment explodes. And, and it's like, oh, my God. So tech tech tip. Get a good TV. Watch anime on it. Don't watch anything else. Who cares? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Just that one. Yeah. 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 I'm still <laughs> cracking up when I heard Polygon again. Yeah. Before. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that personal experience there, Cameron. No, I, maybe I don't know. No, but just I like I just wanted to see Charizard one last time. <laughs> oh no, definitely. No, but Andres, you do have a good point though when it comes to like Zenitsu you specifically of like having like one technique and like honestly, I think it's very unique these days when it comes you know you've like got all these skills and da 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 yeah, and yeah. like even like it reminds me of just like this manga that i have a korean one called the world after the end and basically mm -hmm. it follows this one character like tower style gotta fight your way into it whatever yeah. but it's unique where he only has one not even a skill it's just him like he just does thrust like as with a sword that's all he does and it's just really unique we don't see a lot of characters like that where they have one specific action and they just, you know, like really improve it to a godlike level, aka mm -hmm. Zenitsu's case. And I think it's really interesting where, again, you, he fights someone else and it's like kind of like the duality of that, of like with Zenitsu's one, one track, kind of one like one fight scheme, can that pair up to someone else, you know, and like how does that work out in the end, right? So yeah, right. I think it's really interesting for him of... Yeah, you don't see a lot of characters like that, where it's like they have the one trick pony, but then they're, it's still deep, it's still a process, it's still you know an undertaking for him to keep evolving that. It, it also makes sense, too, because he's the only one of the three main characters who had formal training his entire life, which is the funny yeah. part about him, because he's like so scared of everything, but he has all the skill that he just learned like the same way we read or write. Whereas Tanjiro's like, I don't know, man. I guess I'm super powerful. I don't know how to use it. Inosuke is just a wild animal who- I talk to animals. Right, right. He kind of- he, he gets his powers, but he probably doesn't even know how he uses them. He just does it because he grew up that way. You know, so I, I like that Zenitsu grabbing the learning that he has. Like, I think we've all experienced that moment in our own life where like we learned something for a long time, didn't click, and then one day it clicks, and it's such a cool moment. So again, mm -hmm. I, I I really uh, identify with that element of him. It's also uh, fun sometimes to see like how can a character like take their limitations and like go how far can they go given right. those limitations? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, Momo, what, did, what was your uh, top scene? Um, I think the Hiroshima and Nagasaki thing, honestly. I think because that because that just gave me chills. Because I'm like, oh, no, they didn't. But no, they did. Like, oh, I see you. I because I, I forgot, you know, like that mm -hmm. whole like scene in the manga. Uh, just how again with the music and even though it's kind of monochromatic that shot, it still it hits deeply. I didn't think it would hit as hard as it would have. Um, but no, yeah, I think definitely that. And just I think it's just so interesting of the fight with Tanjiro and just knowing the fact that he's actually um, like a liability 
and him right. realizing with everything, with all these quick flashes, all this stuff, is just him becoming a liability. And honestly, as like the style in general, I always have a thing of how 3D is incorporated. Like I know with Mugen Train and stuff like that. Like there's right. certain elements that are like, okay, obviously they're saving time and doing three like 3 Dingifying like this stuff. But I really think for Demon Slayer, I do appreciate where they're doing it correctly, and it still is seamless. And again, because it's part of the style as a whole, yeah, it's still just again a very unified, clean, fun, action-packed stuff. So I, I think just in general, I just really appreciate just all the elements and how they just sync up together in a seamless way. And get all the feels, man. Just all the, yeah. all the feels. It's, it's like, powerful. Oh, it's powerful stuff. Hundred percent, definitely, for sure. I think mine was uh, when they do the flashback in the very beginning of Rengoku fighting a cause and just, <laughs> just like go back to that. Like that's all I really care about. That's that's it. Repeat, Your boy. Yeah, just give me the fire tornado. More Rengoku, was, please. Like, if in yeah. one second, hey, dude. Every single time they showed him, I was like, yes. Yes, <laughs> but uh, I think mine was probably it had to be when they all three are working together mm-hmm. and they just uh, shift their powers together to the point where it, the main focus for me was that I was just loving that Anasuke is just getting through there. And when he does do the Palisade bite, that was probably my favorite part. Was awesome. um, yeah, Strategy. some of that was probably just when Nesco's like, hey, check it out. I fucking destroyed her with my feet. And you're like, yeah. oh, her fight was good. Uh, they're, 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 yeah. This is a this is a tough question, Cameron, because you're asking this question I know. about the, the, it, this is the first season of any show I've ever watched where it's like top 10 anime fights of all time are all in the one season of this one show. And it's like, yeah, guys, chill out. <laughs> like, but please don't at the same time. Just keep, just keep, yeah, keep going and, and inspire everyone else to be doing the same yeah. thing. I think one of the Definitely. things that I appreciated most about the Nezco fight was just like, it's cool to see a character that is constantly in my opinion, like underestimated because she's usually like this cute, short little girl that (laughs) lives in a box. And and, like occasionally she, like we've seen that she's strong, but we've never seen her this strong. And it's Mm -hmm. cool to see like Daki go like, oh, you're just this lowly demon. I'll just destroy you in two seconds. No problem. And then like the fear in Daki's eyes of like, oh no, Mm -hmm. this person is so much more powerful than I expected like give her credit for also yeah like the the one shot of uh, nesco just like chomping the the bamboo thing and it's like gone uh, that was literally the moment where it was like oh shit this oh, stuff's shit. going down Yo, the bamboo's off the fight's going here we go yeah. here we go yeah. i'll say too we didn't we didn't even say like uh i because you don't even think about it back in mugen train she burns yeah. anything demon related mm-hmm. and it's like the demon are open and this uh, time it's the poison and you're just like because it was technically <laughs> demon blood i guess uh, yeah so she yeah, she could do oh, all that. Gee? And it's funny, too, because I watched a couple just to see the emotional reactions, but reaction videos. And they're like, oh, it's uh, how's Tantra still alive? Oh, it must be the sun breathing eliminated yeah. this stuff. And it's like, no, it's Densko. Like, she's the one. Yeah. Dude, like the look on, on Tengen's face when Densko like touches him and he bursts into flames. <laughs> He's just like, it, oh, yeah. what? <laughs> Am I dying right now? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Makio's like, oh, my. Yeah. She yeah. isn't evil to even get her. So funny. So funny. <laughs> He's not. We're not ready to cremate. I know the small child just comes up, be like, like baby Yoda style, and be like, "Uh," and it's like flames. And then like the fires turn, like go out, and he's like, "Uh, I think I'm okay. (laughs) I feel great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. And then of course, right after it was done, they immediately were like, "Oh, hey, check out our our little uh, swordsmith village preview." And it shows. I'm I should have looked up their names, but I just didn't. Um, the I you guys probably know it, of course, the Mister Shira, 
and the love hashira and i assume you know obviously it's hard to say like oh what do you predict because you two already know but at least james and i yeah yeah definitely the the mist guy is one of the hashira i'm most intrigued by especially after tengen's like flashback of like this guy figured like gained the rank of hashira in like two months Mm -hmm. in like yeah the idea of someone who's like constantly just like literally foggy headed it looks like all the time like he's just kind of there and just existing but he's somehow under that like like unbelievably powerful or unexpectedly powerful is super interesting i also want to know about the snake guy that guy is weird yeah i I guess you did a good job he shows up at the at the end and he's like oh well i'm not gonna let you retire like you're missing a hand, but like we we need all the Hashira we can get. <laughs> he's such an asshole. <laughs> so sassy, yeah. He, yeah, he's sassy. It's a realist, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you think about it, of like you know people actually retiring, it's like, are you able to do that? Or it's just like the guilty conscience of like picking your own life, which I know that's how that's told spiel, right? They told the wise, yeah. pick your own life over others, yada yada, and like that works yeah. out for him, full circle. But yeah, it's just like the guilt of like you're the one of the only handful of people, especially everyone getting you know murdered recently, to help fight this force, and it's like and you're gonna retire. So yeah, it's like a weird du- it's a duality. Uh, definitely. Yeah, I still love you. It's like, I guess I can uh, commemorate you for, uh, or, you know, uh, applaud you for killing this demon that <laughs> no one else has been able to kill. But, you know, it's it's fun, I guess. It's all right. It's just like, <laughs> I love you because you're looking when he's saying all that. You see Tengen's face. It's just like the cartoon face of just like. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing. It's like we, like, they've mentioned before that it's been like a hundred years or some crap like that. That, like, no one has defeated one of the uh, right. the upper six. Like the lower yeah. six is, has changed over the years, but like the upper six has been set for a long time. Mm-hmm. So like the the look on the uh, and I don't remember his name, the the head of the Demon Slayer mm-hmm. Guild, when he like somehow knows that it's happened, and he's like, finally something has changed after so long. And like, also interesting to know that he's like part of Muzan's like family line, like or like what's left of his human line is interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The question of lineage. The blood yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> With like lineage, definitely is will be more apparent of like who's related to who, who's because like it's interesting too because you have situations in the future of like you know like if Rengoku was alive, you had you could have a situation of like oh Sandro his brother could have been with him in the Demon Corpse and like and you had right. situations you will have you will find situations like that of like oh there's actually like close relatives fighting together like what you know so it's it's definitely surreal to think about that of like lineage and what does that mean when it comes to taking on this responsibility of like slaying demons and stuff like that because you can again in one night in theory you can just completely just axe out your whole line by just getting getting murdered by mm-hmm. you know by some demons and shit so it's just it's just interesting i don't know to me it's like i know, cause I know japan yeah. it's all about lineage and like yeah. making sure you pass on the baton to uh, you know your other your legacy right but it's so interesting of this of like you're finding the legacy that is the demons. Uh, I don't know, crazy, crazy shit, man. Goes over my head, you know. Crazy <laughs> stuff. Definitely. I I gotta say, like, I mean, things I'm expecting at least in this arc. Of course, you know, we're getting these two, and the other one being the love of Shira. Uh, at least what I saw during the meeting, she seemed like the funniest one potentially. Just like you know, she's well, like, oh my god, this, I love the. Well, it was hilarious blah, blah, how blah, how so quickly she's flustered by stuff. Yeah, and then like. I forget who says what. Oh, who is she super into? I totally forget. There's like one of the other Hashira that she's like super into when he showed I don't know, up. She was talking about all of them. I couldn't. She tell was, but like there was. Of... I thought there was one 
that oh, I can't remember. There is there, there there is one. I'm you got snake this. Boy? I hope it was. I'm not saying nothing, James. You got this. Okay. You got this, James. It's, Your memory. Is it the you water this. guy? Like it was someone who showed up later. I can't, oh god. I think it's either Snake Man or I think it was Snake Man. But, was it the uh, asshole? <laughs> who stabbed Nezuko? <laughs> nah, I pray God that would have been Stone Guy. Uh, was he Stone Guy? No, Stone Guy's Crying Man. Oh right, right. Oh, god. Yeah. He's also super <laughs> interesting. Yeah. They're all so interesting. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh. But no, because I forget what part it was, but you just see her like everyone's just staring, and she's trying so hard not to laugh out loud and i'm like okay so this is probably gonna be a character with a really big sense of humor uh but just looking at her sword i was like the is that a fucking ribbon like what what is that um so oh, I'm imagining this, there's yeah. so much there that could be said like i'm just more, very curious just more about like her element is an emotion and that's just like something hard to right. perceive where you look at mm-hmm. everyone else. It's like some form of weather mm-hmm. or like something like that or something physical, bugs. something tangible. Yes. tangible or hers yeah. Is not. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hers is like mm-hmm. power of love. Yeah, even know, mist is like, you know, a version of water. I don't know where you get snake from, but right. Yeah. I mean, there's like snake and bug. So it's like, that's true. It's true. Yeah, just insect. like, you know, in Asuka's nature, so it's more of a manifestation of like overall everything there, mm-hmm. but like uh, it's yeah, it's just curious to see that one. Um, of course, Swordsmith Village. I assume you know we're gonna see Mister Fucking uh, Angry Face with the mask on that's always chasing Tanjiro, uh, and you know seeing where the swords are forged and everything else, especially because his sword got nicked, so it's got to get repaired and everything mm-hmm. else. But I imagine like uh, this is all just me guessing and uh, based that it's the village where the swords are forged, the demons would want to hit that and right. dealt a big blow mm. and i can imagine if there's two hashira maybe maybe there is one or two uh, at least maybe two upper ranks instead of just one and i would imagine like would they want to go ahead and throw akaza in already or is that someone they want to save because there's still two below him would it be four and five or would it be like a five and three because i assume no matter what we're getting upper rank five in this because you why would you do the lowest after the mm-hmm. highest yeah. instead oh, yeah. your way up the um, list. oh 100 yeah it's gonna yeah. work yeah mm-hmm. uh, but I, I wonder like would a cause come early or would it be upper rank four with five or is it just one of them uh, i imagine it's not two people coming out of one again like this time where it was siblings popping out of each other um i assume it's one person this time uh and then of course um either predictions potentially since it's like i i assume if the last one's called infinity castle it's in the fucking crazy castle uh, this would be where you potentially would meet Zenitsu's other pupil guy that was like the, the Gramps training him and uh, Inosuke finding out about his past potentially. Uh, and then, of course, like there's so many other characters you haven't really had interactions with. You're like, well, when is uh, Kanoe going to be more inclusive with it? When is um, other dude who is pissed off all the time or grabbed a child's head during final selection <laughs> yeah. going to show up again to um or is he just gonna be in infinity castle it's like that all those questions i'm having that i'm very curious about uh just to see who else will pop in but i mean obviously i know it'll just be potentially those two hishira but just who else besides them will be there too that makes sense i forgot does it was it revealed already that zenitsu is like the other disciple of his I, I didn't realize it was revealed already of like 
of like the, oh. like the, he had like there was another disciple besides Zenitsu. I didn't realize that was revealed. In his flashback, yeah. shows, it's like okay. uh, there's a guy that's it's like, like I can't believe he's oh, okay. yeah he's like I okay. can't believe he's wasting his time with you. You're, mm. you're wasting yeah. his oh like, that's you're, right. You're waste. When his his hair yeah. got dyed of like yeah. from shock and trauma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. I would honestly love. He it became if, the lightning. <laughs> as great as Sinitsu masters that one, if that just at one point he goes. Uh, breathing form. Two. I'll like, lose my two. mind if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> what? That would be, like the craziest. Like, oh my god. But yeah, that's, that's something. And also, of course, I want to see Sanjiro. I just want to. I want to know more. Mm. I want to see. More I'm waiting to see. I don't want uh, that line to get severed. I don't want to see that flame. Well, I, I'm expecting to see the sword master again because Tanjiro like fucked up his sword again. <laughs> I, I, I totally forgot about the scene in the beginning of the season when like that guy showed up again and tried to kill Tanjiro because like you threw your sword at a demon and you lost it again. Immediately, like it wasn't even like they had another job in between. No. Like this was yeah. no, yeah. And the Nosuke keeps like chipping away at his swords and stuff. And I just love the yeah. fact, like low key for like cosplaying and stuff. When you know Demon Slayer was at its peak, I'm like, I don't want to cosplay anyone else but like the swordsmiths, hundred percent with the mask. Yeah, he's great. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I can imagine just them walking through the village and all the swordsmiths staring at Anasuke's <laughs> swords, like, what the fuck? The audacity of, of this bead. This, uh, the audacity is real. Yeah. That's still one of my favorite so moments conflicting. in the entire anime is when, like, they get their swords back. He's like, oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite a challenge to make dual blades. Like, I've never done that before. Tell me how you like them if they're, like, balanced correctly. He's like, smash, smash, smash. He's like, what are you doing? I would like to point out as well that uh, Bandai or Ban Presto makes some pretty fun uh, replicas of all the swords They've got mm. lights. They've got sound. They've got a stand. Uh, I'm I'm might have Tengen swords in my cart waiting as we speak, thinking about. I don't it. know why I thought you were gonna say your car trunk. And just <laughs> my car trunk. Time. <laughs> you don't worry about it. I've waited for this moment. I mean, I use nunchucks, so there's a good chance that I'll try to use them and hit my foot <laughs> in the face with them. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's very interesting too, though, of like talking about swords of. A lot of the other pillars like don't use traditional swords, so mm-hmm. yeah, Tengen, you got you know like uh, yeah, just it's very unique of like more stuff that's gonna be revealed of like right. how the other pillars utilize their weapons and what is a what is their weapon of choice. Right. So I find that really interesting, especially in this kind of like traditional like Edo period of mm-hmm. you know swords is like the thing to do, and it's like okay, how are they gonna branch off of that? So I think it's really mm-hmm. interesting of utilizing that, like that kind of attack power. Yeah, definitely. Crazy but shit. I think that is ti- that is all the time we have for this. We actually, dude, this is great. We went a little bit over two hours. Yeah. We, I, it was never a dull moment. A lot of conversation here. I'm glad I got you both on here. Uh, is this is really fun? And yeah, eventually, when I do get it, I will have a magnificent Rengoku statue, and I will show all of you his glory. Mm-hmm. I think the only, the the only display that you could use for those like. For Tengen's swords is like if they get the little muscle mouse. Yes! <laughs> oh, that's such a good yes! oh my god, that'd be fantastic. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah come on. I feel like those will be everywhere. I need to get, I need to send you the link I've been buying because I know at our last meetup in uh, meetup, I did like the Shinobu like bathing suit. Now I have like yes. the, 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 the Giyu one like bathing suit. Nice. Just like, you know, just. Nice. You know, hey, there, there's a red Goku like little fire trunks. Is there yeah. actually? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Send me that. Yeah. Send me that. I got you, definitely. boo. I got you. We'll have match. It'll be great. It'll be great. You know, yeah. it's cash. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
everybody that has been sutra side talk uh before we talk about the normal stuff for the show andreas are you still an enigma to everyone is there anything you want to share off or anything else okay cool <laughs> or are you the enigma are you a glaive uh i mean glaive, yeah. mine is level, level 10 already so yeah let's do it nice Dang. excellent You're getting there uh mama where can people find you yeah, you can find me at Insta of at underscore the Momo. And like I have a link tree like thing that links everything else from like TikToks to Facebook to whatevs. So yeah, so at underscore the Momo. Got you. Gotcha. You guys can catch all of her awesome textures of the day she does. It's a awesome daily thing. And of course, uh, you can catch us on all podcast platforms and YouTube as we are also video right now. Uh, subscribe on whatever platform it is. If it's uh, Apple Podcasts, give us the five-star review. Spotify, rate us. And then YouTube, give us the like and subscribe. Uh, Instagram, <laughs> TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, you can go at Side Talk. Check that out. Once again, TikTok uh, eventually will come back once I get some other stuff done. But otherwise, Instagram is the main way to uh, see whatever we're showing, promos or everything else. Twitter, it's a lot more just uh, retweets and comments on things, whether it's trying to cause mischief or not among things but right now probably a lot of snyder hashtags for the oscars we'll see um and then of course you could follow james on twitter at invader jim124 and you can follow me on twitter at gogocomzilla which is vastly different that's just a lot of lizards and godzilla and shit toho era stuff yeah exactly um yeah that's been the show next week uh we will see where we're at because which queen is taking a lot and i still i at this point because also the raid's coming up and i want to make sure i can include the raid in the talk yeah i don't want to say it yet but also because of all that it's stopping me from getting through horizon Same. 2 yeah so that's fair yeah <laughs> well, yeah mm-hmm. if we don't have either of those next week most likely it'll be a finally a catch-up week because there's so many shows to talk about i think james the main thing was probably ted lasso that we wanted to discuss for a while now yeah. so we'll do that um with some other shit uh pile in there a bunch of backup stuff and then week after maybe some destiny and uh horizon 2 and whatnot and then cut steel We'll be back soon. We got Peacemaker coming. And then shortly after that, the Batman. So we'll be talking about both of those. That's exciting. It'll be a really good time. Yeah. So all that's coming up soon. And then eventually we'll bring back up to it, down to it as well. So that's coming as well. Yeah. Until next week, guys, though, we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah, snaps. Love you guys. (laughs)